Ramsey wants me to hire the best person available to head up the counterterrorism unit. That person happens to be you. I don't want that responsibility. Get off the sidelines. You got to get back into this game. They finally captured the world's most dangerous hijacker. Now, they're bringing him back for trial on a plane. Notify my people. They'll know what to do. That was their first mistake. Once again, Charles Rain is in control. And how do you like your sirloin, sir? Bloody. But there's just one thing he didn't count on. 56, 57. Passenger 57. I watch your show all the time. My show? Never miss it. Woo, woo, woo. Who's in charge? I am. Once again, who's in charge? You are. Wesley Snipes. No, 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 this is not happening. You, back to your seat. His name's John Cutter. He's airline security. Tell me you're good at this. I'm the best. Plan not working out the way you want it? Don't flatter yourself, Cutter. One way or the other, we're going down. No, just chill out. I'm one of the good guys. Your father ever teach you never send a boy to do a man's job. Wesley Snipes. You need help? No. He's all mine. Passenger 57. You ever play roulette? On occasion. Let me give you a word of advice. Always bet on black. Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff versus the World presents Hood Classics, and like always, I got my man Shahid here, aka Victor Von Doom. What's going on, good sir? Oh, we're gonna start that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, everybody? One thing I like that you've been doing is playing the old trailers because a lot of these movies I have never watched the trailers, and I just laugh at how we used to do trailers like voiceovers and everything, and now it's just kind of like you just let it run and. The key has always been you want to show enough to get people interested in the movie and not give away too much. And I would say one of the people that do it does it best is kind of Christopher Nolan. And you know one, you know one that did well? If if any more endgame. Oh yeah, definitely. Cause you had no like you can watch that trailer. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's like you have no idea how the movie plays out. Cause it seemed like everything is like in the first they show everything in the trailer like from the first hour of both those movies. Oh, also too, they love to put stuff that's not even in the movie. Mm-hmm. They were they real good at that. You know, we filmed that just in case. It's like, hey, wait, that part didn't happen. It's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you spend Two minutes breaking down Easter eggs for something that doesn't happen. And Tenet, I saw the trailer like 19 times, and it's kind of like, shit. I still couldn't <laughs> It didn't give away nothing, except for you're going to have a headache. So this one basically gives you a synopsis of the movie. And, you know, it's fun, like, for people who don't understand, we are doing 1992's Passenger 57. And you know what I learned about this movie? What's that? This movie is is more iconic and cultural than like big because it didn't make a lot of money it made money it made a profit but i have never ran to anybody who has never heard of this movie yeah that's true 
That is, that, that is true. I think it's, it's gained, you know, got more momentum over time. People like, you know, watched it after. It's, I would say it's a, it's a very quotable movie. Oh, you're not allowed about that. <laughs> that is the thing. Like, it's a lot of, you know, it's the movie's not long. It's 84 minutes, not even an hour and a half. And it, it definitely zooms by. But it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of memorable lines, memorable scenes. Like, it's a very easy quotable movie. It has been quoted, you know, throughout the years on different shows. You know, Red Man on um, which one? Um, Like, on one of his albums, he basically has a skit quoting, you know, Passion 57. Same thing, line for line. And it's kind of like, it just... This is the part of career, like Wesley Snipes kind of like, you know what, decided I'm not going to do Denzel's career. I'm going to do my career. Oh, yeah. This is his action um, movie phase. Yeah. Where he decided, like, you know what, I can do the Juilliard trauma stuff. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to do action. And basically from this until he goes to jail for tax evasion, he's done, you know, up and right before Will Smith overtakes him. He's the black action star we have. Because Denzel wasn't really doing it yet. Denzel didn't start doing action stuff until he got a little older. And I would always say Denzel has the better filmography, but Wesley has more stuff that you actually enjoy watching. Like, how many times have you seen Malcolm X? Mm, Three? I think I've seen it twice. Um, You know, Glory, once. (laughs) Crimson Tide, half of it. Man on Fire twice. It's like it's a, he has a lot of great movies, but a lot of them is like I'm not, I'm not sitting down to watch American Gangster just on a regular Saturday afternoon. I have. I watched American Gangster more than once. It is maybe out of Denzel movie. It is very few I've seen more than twice. And news is like once in a movie theater, once on TV. The Equalizers are rewatchable. Book of Eli's rewatchable. Um, Unstoppable. The Train movies. Yeah. You know. Watchable. That's Two a guns, sleeper. Watchable. Yeah, but fences. I ain't watching that. Oh again. hell no! That was a one-time thing. <laughs> Ro- Ro- like um, flight. No. Yeah. No. I watched that. It was a very. It was a very good movie. No, I do not need to see Denzel is falling apart and trying to hold it together again. Roman J. Israel. No. A lot of Wesley Snipes stuff. Whenever it comes on. I can watch it. Demolition Man, White Man Can't Jump, any of the you know the first two Blade movies, even a bad like Money Train. It comes on. Yeah, I can watch I, it. I, I watch it, and mm. this is a perfectly you know. I can watch this movie. Like if it came out now, this is straight to Netflix, and Anthony Mackie starring in this. Oh, definitely. I mean, I don't know how they have they done any more. Um, yeah, they've done more movies about airplanes. This is not. It's not just yeah. It's like this is basically Die Hard on a plane, and this is one of those first. This comes out before Speed and before Under Siege, and it's kind of like you know, this is when we start copying Die Hard and we just do our own thing about it. And this is basically comes off like a BT, a BT budget version of Die Hard. Yeah, and not in a bad thing. It's like you know, but it's only fifteen million. You only you only spend a lot of money. Like you just need to get get your stuff in and go, and you don't really need to spend a lot of money because you got somebody carrying the movie, and Wesley Snipes carries the movie. And I'm glad you said that because it's so it it, it does favors Die Hard a lot. But what I like most is that all the actors bought in. 
They were like, oh, you know, everybody bought into it. I thought everybody who, you know, was in the movie bought into everything from the sheriff. Good Lord. Oh, <laughs> funny thing about that sheriff. You know who his daughter is? Who? Blake Lively. Oh, shit. Yes. That's Blake Lively's daddy. Oh, I'm on. I'm wait till we get to the sheriff. I just say the lie for 100 passengers. <laughs> Shoot him in the leg. Might be telling the truth. It was a lot of casual. Like Wesley Snipes had to overcome a whole bunch of racism, both you know, innocuous one like people thinking he Arsenio Hall to everybody doubting him, calling him boy, and people plotting on. Uh, hey, you know what I noticed? Smooth and confident. It must have been funny in '92 to certain people, but that whole Arsenio trope because they did that in different movies with different actors. That shit is not funny. That shit is, that, I don't know why that shit was just making me mad. I was just like, because really? It shouldn't be funny. Like, you're confusing. This, we, all, the, we all look alike thing. Yeah, I'm just and like, we, no. And we've gotten at work. I've had coworkers call me accidentally by another black coworker's name. And the only thing we had kind of was we didn't look alike. We were around the same age. We weren't the same height. The only thing we had kind of was we was black. That's it. Oops, I didn't mean to call you that. Why did you call me that one? Like I like, and it's kind of like it's even un. I don't know if it's consciously, unconsciously, but it's kind of like yeah, it wasn't. It's played off for last in '92, but it's a reason why Samuel. A, who was it? Did somebody confuse Samuel Jackson with what Morgan Freeman? I think it was the other. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Sam. Somebody confused. Yeah, somebody called yeah. Samuel Jackson Morgan Freeman, or either Morgan Freeman, Samuel Jackson. I can't. remember. No, because Samuel Jackson was getting interviewed about it. it was asked. They was asking questions about, oh, how the feel being a deep impact. <laughs> he was looking like what? He like what the? And I'm like, they nowhere alike. And I know Sam Jackson. Oh, Morgan Freeman probably got like 15 years age on Sam Jackson and Morgan Freeman, and they both famous. Like, it's like confusing Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Like, what are you doing? And so, no, it's a lot of racism in this movie. You know, they don't beat you over the head with it, but it's it's enough. Yeah, you just got to catch it. <laughs> Some of it is just like you just got to catch it. A lot of it is easily caught. Um, and a lot of it is kind of like subtle how they do things. But no, this is definitely Wesley Snipes getting to be Wesley Snipes. Like, you know, I'm smooth in every situation. I'm calm and confident, but I'm I'm not invincible. I'll catch L's and I got to overcome it and I got to deal with my own past drama and own ego and stuff. And I get to throw hands. Oh, he's like, it is something saying you are not is him just beating up Louisiana police with no problems and no repercussions is something that it seems weird watching a movie in 2021. You know, it's an alt world out there where Wesley uh, never went to jail and his career just kept going. <laughs> that that whole thing just uh, gosh because he was just and so I'm, good i'm glad he's back and he's yeah. like kind of like it's not the same but he's working and people and i think his latest run with eddie murphy like my name is dolomite and probably coming to america the sequel where people pray, oh yeah wesley snipes is, is very good like it was a reason why him and denzel was like one in one a for quite a while yeah and that doesn't end by accident but it's kind of like he chose People always say, you know, would his career be different if he chose a different route? And the answer is yes, but it may not be what he wanted. It's like we talk about Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell could probably did had a different career. Kurt Russell had the career he wanted to have. Good Lord, did he? <laughs> the thing about Kurt Russell 
is he may not have reached the peaks of some of his peers, but he his career aged a lot better than they did. Because yeah. he could still do stuff and be fine. And like, you know, it's like, oh, Kurt Russell in the movie is not really surprising. You see Schwarzenegger in a movie, even now it's like, he don't got to act. So he just pop up doing support and stuff. It just seems weird because it's just Arnold Schwarzenegger. Stallone still want to be the man. Like, it's like, um, it's long, like you know, like he trying try to drag out till he die. He, him and Agent Gracefully does not go hand in hand. And Wesley's the same way. Like, he just lost a good peak, you know, and came back and like the whole landscape changed. And he can't he can't fit that Denzel role anymore because when that when he was gone, Denzel, you know, Denzel went from I'm Denzel movie star to I'm Denzel movie star plus action star. Mm-hmm. So he's taking all those. So all those action roles that Wesley Snipes used to do, Denzel start doing, which is hilarious. to see like Wesley Snipes is a trained martial artist, like trained. trained. Yeah. And he was he was one of the few kind of like I can act and I got hands. That list is very short. Uh, you're right about that, especially for um, black actors. It was Mike. Ma- Michael Jai White and who else? And when I say act, I mean like act, act. Because like, Michael Jai White can act, but Denzel is, I mean, but Wesley Snipes is like, you know, I can act with Denzel Washington. Like, I can act good enough to get nominated for a war, like that level actor. It's like if Daniel Day Lewis knew Kung Fu. Like, <laughs> Don't give him no basi- ideas. Because basically, it was Wesley Snipes and Charlize Theron. Cause he, cause I don't act Keanu, cause Keanu can act, but Keanu can't act as good as they can. Mm-hmm. And I don't add Liam Neeson, cause Liam Neeson don't really have hands. He got, you know, <laughs> cinematography. If I do enough jump cuts, I can fake to have hands. Yeah, and that's why I don't add Denzel to that either, cause it's kind of like you know, Denzel can do action movies, but he ain't Jason Statham. Yeah, he ain't doing his own stuff. Well, I don't think he's doing his own stunts. Not at this age. Who knows? He so- maybe. Yeah, so that's why I was like, Wesley Snipes definitely stood out because it was like he had the total package where he could be a sex symbol, he had humor, he could act, and he could fight. He could do everything. Boy, when you say that, let me tell you something, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Wesley Snipes, when it came to, uh, I'm talking about like Jet Magazine and when women talked about him, good Lord. <laughs> it was insane how a woman just threw <laughs> Threw themselves at him or just talked about him. You would have, good lord, someone mentioned to call some charges. But anyway, uh, <laughs> synopsis of the movie. Uh, we're not done talking about the movie before we get into synopsis because we left out some people. Oh, oh, we left out plenty of people. <laughs> One, this is Tom Sizemore before he went crazy. This is a young. This is even before he. This is young, vibrant Tom Sizemore. This <laughs> you Tom can tell. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm enjoying this movie. I like doing movies. Slide Del Vecchio. <laughs> just like quick talking. Just his, the best friend trying to get him back and everything. Kind of like, you know, I don't know if he's a scammer, but that's the homie. I think I can trust him, but I still know he's scam. His other homies, that type of vibe. Well, it's like, you know, like you say, a, a rascal. He's the name, like, his, his name is fucking Sly. You can't trust nobody like that. Like I said, you can trust it. If, yeah, you know, if, if you know if you know his nature, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna trust it like seventy five percent. To a certain, yeah. yeah. To a certain That's why he's snatching that check. I give him my money. <laughs> I don't know why I found that so funny yesterday. They just the way he snatched it. Give me my check. 
Like, yo. You got Alex Datcher, mm. who had a, like, it's funny. I saw her in this. I saw her episode of Martin when she played like a pool shark, and I ain't see her again. Yo, she was in that Martin episode. Yup. Damn, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even think about that shit. And that's the only, and I remember who she was. So I'm like, oh yeah, the, the woman from Pastor 57. And it's one of those whole things where sometimes it don't hit. Or sometimes like if her career was out now, she'd be at the level like, you know, she'd be in a Tyler Perry show. I just wonder why though, because I mean You know why? It's only so many spots for black for actresses, and especially black actresses. And if you aren't hitting a certain niche at a certain level, it is easy. It's easy to you know you have a whole life and your career just. Oh, she was in Star Trek: Next Generation. Yeah, I remember her popping up in that. It's kind of like you know, you ain't Holly Berry, and you compete with Holly Berry. You're not Robin Gibbons. You compete with Robin Gibbons. You competing with Sally Richardson. So if you're not that, if you playing, you know, and it's kind of like, okay, she the sassy, I'll be the sassy black sidekick. Okay, Jada Pinkett got that. Then Vivica Fox has that. Like it was, it wasn't, a, it wasn't like a whole bunch of black actresses was working. It was like those, and then you had like the Nia Long, Sanaa Lathan type run. And if you and hit by the time they start hitting and making good start hitting. You out. You on TV. Mm. It's a reason. And it's not black. It hits black actresses more than other actresses, but it, it hit actresses in general. Like, when last time you seen Jessica Biel in the movie? Jessica Biel? Yeah. Shit. Um, yeah, it's been a while. 18 was the last one that I remember seeing her in one. And I think she might do stuff after that, but it was like, you, and she, Jessica Biel. It's like, you have a, you know, it's a lot. Olivia Wilde aged out. Think about that. She got direct movies now. They said she was too old to play Margot Robbie's role in The Wolf of Wall Street. Think about that, man. She was too old? They said she was too old for that for her to be believable in that role as the young wife of Leonardo DiCaprio. And she was like, what, 29, 30? <laughs> yes. Okay. Hollywood basically said Olivia basically is telling Olivia Wilde who's one of the most beautiful women on the planet that she's too old to play you know the sex symbol so now she got direct movies that's interesting because yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. If, basically if once you hit over 27 28 and you meet Helen Mirren or you not Angela Bassett you grandma that's how they treat you. You are you are granny. You see how people talk about Maggie Gyllenhaal? Well, we are talking, been talking about, about yeah. and they've been talking about her like that for a long ass time. She only in her forties. They like she in her sixties. Can't believe the, the most powerful men in God was chasing that old bitch. That's people we <laughs> saying on Twitter. That old that that ugly woman. That's how that's how that's the stuff women got to deal with. So if she got to deal with that, Alex Datcher didn't have a chance. Yeah, you got a point. I mean, I'm not even going to be the red bush. That's just insane. Because again, I've said this many times. She's not an ugly woman, so I didn't. I didn't get it to it. But whatever. Twitter is weird. So yeah, it's just like so. It's only so many spots, and also she can be an ugly woman in this movie because she starts around the same time frame as Elizabeth Hurley. Mm, yeah, yeah. So you gotta say, mm, yeah, uh huh. <laughs> 
I mean, what what else more need to be said about that? That's right. Yes, face. that's all you gotta know. Like anyone who has seen Austin Powers knows, or anyone who like read a tabloid and she was basically like you know Mrs. Hugh Grant until Hugh Grant was messing around, and that's one of the whole thing. Like you you with Elizabeth Hurley, and you you get that on the street, and it's like looks has nothing to do with that. That's the first. Yeah, it's like yeah. that was. I remember when that came in and everybody like, you know, he ran talking about can't believe you got all that at home and you get down the street. And it's like, you want something different? It don't matter. You can use Chris four times a week. If you want Taco Bell, you can Taco Bell. It has nothing to do with better or worse. It's about what you want. And that's a shame that her career basically devolved from being I'm an actress to I'm somebody's wife. And I'm somebody's wife. Who got cheated on for four, you know, a forty dollars streetwalker, and although it wouldn't made it wouldn't have been uh, better if it was four hundred dollars, is kind of like this, this nature of the beast. We are not going to use that word here. A lady of the night. Thank you. She no, he, that was a car ride. She's walking the street. <laughs> I ain't saying that derogatory. I'm saying that like literal. Uh, well, she was on the street. He picked her up while she was walking the street. So, yes, sorry, Hugh Grant. That's that's the breaks. And finally, for this synopsis, my man, Dollar General Alan Rickman, <laughs> Bruce Payne. <laughs> you know, I don't know how believable this is, but I was reading his um, Wikipedia and he was talking about how he was in the running to be. Bruce Wayne and, ba- and Batman. Fuck out of here! I, I I ain't gonna say it ain't true, but I I can't see it, and maybe it's because you know my you know, I mean, my mind won't let me see it. But he just screamed villain. That's what I'm saying. That's the thing. It's like one. It's not only that. It's like a blonde Bruce Wayne don't hit. We never had a blonde one for a reason. That's what it is. I mean, you can dye your hair. It was like Bruce Payne. Just I make jokes about he's. I make jokes because it's easy to compare him to Alan Rickman because like this is Black Die Hard and he basically playing you know Hans Gruber, but he playing sleazebag Hans Gruber. Yeah, dirt. This dude is a sophisticated dirt ball. Like he is just <laughs> lusting over Alex Thatcher the whole thing, licking his fingers. Just cr- oh, you was there. Oh. You get in your dark little place. <laughs> just and he. He rarely raises his voice, but when he does, he makes stuff work. And it's just kind of like he just got an iciness about him. Like, I'm having a blast just fucking around with these people. Uh, he definitely is, especially uh, Wesley Snipes. Uh, and we'll get to that scene. But uh. and one, It's funny reading the reviews about this. They both they point out Wesley's performance and they point out his performance. Because, like, you know, it's like, yeah, he is eating scenery. And he is, in, he is definitely like, oh, I'm too big. for he, He's enjoying being in this movie. He is having fun, and and it makes the movie fun. Yeah, you it had those. Movie, it makes the movie very fun because, like, the fact that this movie came out almost thirty years ago, and I can remember most of his lines about watching the movie. That's all you gotta say. Like, I remember his manner because it's kind of like he just—he's a snake, and it's like you know I pretend to be all prim and proper, and but you push the wrong buttons, he loses his mind. <laughs> bring up my father. Don't ever talk about my childhood. He getting hated. And but the rest of the time was like he cracking jokes. Like he'll crack a jokes like, oh, you know, wouldn't want to risk the lives of all these wonderful people. They'll blow some of my brains out. 
Mm-hmm. No problem. And smiling about it. Yeah, that scene was just fucking. Wild. And had hands. At, which was very, not going to say rare, but a lot of times that, that, that last boss, that villain in the end, did not have hands. Man, he was giving Wesley the business. Yeah, they had Wesley. Mo- <laughs> <laughs> You're getting choke slams on a plane, Wesley. You got to step it up. <laughs> but your hands were better than that. He needed so, that level up. When did you first see this movie? Uh, I want to say I saw... Uh, I didn't see it when it came out in 92. I want to say I saw it way later. I did not see it to like maybe like 96 or 97. It was a while. I saw this in the theater. Yeah, I didn't see it in the theater. I'm surprised. It's like it's one of the few movies I remember seeing in the theater, but probably like, you know, maybe a month or, a month or two after it came out. And then it used to come on TV all the time. It used to be in the cable, like every now and then it's on like the cable rotation. And I think I, I think I have it on either DVD or Blu-ray. And right now it's on Netflix. It'll be gone by the end of the month. But it's kind of like, yeah, it's just it's an easy watch. Is you know eighty four minutes is a perfect time, and I say it like it's a Netflix movie because like if it's eighty four minutes is the time how most Netflix action movies are, and a lot of Netflix and Netflix its best movies are when they take B movies and throw a whole bunch of money at it, mm-hmm. and they don't try to do extra. It's like a lot of the action movies, like you know we're gonna take a star and we're gonna make a track, you know we're gonna make a movie. They don't really make in a movie theater anymore, and boom. That's what we gonna do. When you when they try to put too much dip on their chip, it's like you get <laughs> six on you get six on the ground. Like you know, you get Michael Bay, and it's like nah, you shouldn't have gave him all that money. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, that's why I'm super interested in all these movies they got coming out uh, this year because I've seen a lot of them. I'm like, especially that Rock, uh, what Gal, Gal Gadot, and Gal Gadot and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah, it's basically like the, oh, it costs too much, so we gonna. You know, he they wanted more money for the budget. Netflix was like, all right, I think they wanted like two hundred million. <laughs> that's a that's a lot for a non Marvel movie. Uh yeah. So that's that's definitely gonna be interesting to see how that works out. But the one thing about this movie, like you said, it's it's an easy watch and there's no wasted time in here. It's straight to the point. They give you the little backstory for like what, three minutes, two minutes if that, of Wesley and what happened and where why he's in the position he is now, and then they just go. So, speaking of go, let's go synopsis. John Cutter, airline counterterrorist expert, dealing with the loss of his wife and trying to get back in the game, being told, is caught up in in a thriller when world-famous international terrorist Charles Rain hijacks a plane. Can John Cutter overcome terrorism and racism to save the day? <laughs> okay, beautiful synopsis because the racism is real. Mm-hmm. Don't let it take. So one thing being in the healthcare field, like when you see certain movies and certain things, you let's laugh about how inane it is. Like the movie starts off and Charles Rain is a plastic surgeon office, thought to change his face. And for the umpteenth time, they said, because yeah. supposedly <laughs> he's he done this. Blowing stuff up, he changed his face, blowing stuff up, changing his face, and running and doing it all over again. This man is liquid snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ties in the Middle East, so we couldn't touch him. Uh huh. I know somebody else had ties in the Middle East. <laughs> he joined Foxhound. <laughs> so, anyway, he's in there 
And it's like, you want to have anyone in last look? I never live in the past. I'm like, oh boy, you're going to be one of those. I've rarely raised my voice. And then here come movie BS number one. Stop the, no, all right, we're going to give you some drugs. That won't be necessary. What about the pain? There will be no pain. And the nurse look at the doctor, doctor like, all right, let me tell you something right now. It ain't a snowball's chance in hell. They just gonna cut your face with no anesthesia. <laughs> I don't care how tough you say you are. That is not how it works. We ain't talking about, you know, getting like dental surgery or something small. They are removing your face. They are breaking bones. They are not just gonna start cutting like uh I have vibes. I'll be just fine. Like, no, that is not how it works. And when I and I never really thought about that till I'm watching it. And I was like, I always thought that was weird. But now being a doctor and watch, I'm like, come on now. Yeah, even I knew that in made this. I was like, because even the doctor was like, all right, <laughs> that ain't just going. No, nah, man, you really need to take this because I can't I can't, you know, medically, I can't do that. And he, he's okay, nurse. Give me the and I would be like, I'll be worried. Like, OK, you don't. You don't know who this guy is. This guy seemed famous. Good question. Did they know who he was? That, yeah, yeah. Yep. He's famous in law enforcement. I don't know if that fame translates into regular thing. And did they but, know what? Did they know what face he had now? Yeah, but I'm like, a name is the name. Yeah, that's true. They know his name, so I'm like, if he is, you know, so I'm always wondering about that. Like, if if they were stalling, they knew what was up. How did he know? That they were coming because who's who's they? The FBI. Oh, Charles Rain. You know, you gotta get him. This Charles Rain. He keep changing his face. We mess up this time. We won't get a second chance. And then he about to get his face cut open with no, with just vibes. <laughs> Can you tell me the time, huh? I like to know what time it is. Look at the clock. Twelve o'clock. Then boom. Like I said, it was his tick. Twelve o'clock. Come picks up the doctor and slit his throat. Why? I don't know if he knew. I don't know if it's like he got his spider sense went off. They don't really say. And I, I've always wondered where the doctor's in on it and he kind of sniffed it out or was he just going to do that anyway because he kind of figured time was running out or he had like an inside man in. So anyway, he's running away. R.I.P. doctor running a foot chase and eventually gets tripped up by a water truck. <laughs> we not going to talk we not gonna talk about him. Talk about him jumping. What? Maybe like five floors. This man is a world class terrorist. <laughs> what the fuck? I, got to do with your I, body? Ain't had shit on him. I guess I'm like, yeah, this man doing. This man <laughs> choke slam Wesley Snipes. Yeah, what's five five stories? Falls and just immediately he's like, oh, got it right back up and just ran. I was like, yeah, drilling is a motherfucker. I guess there is no pain. Let's <laughs> start that shit. <laughs> So he get caught, and he don't seem too perturbed about it at all. That's his whole thing. He be getting caught, be getting beat up, and his face don't change. He's like, "Oh shit, I missed my bus so well." <laughs> That's his vibe a lot of, and it's unnerving because especially when we get to that scene when they in the um in the carnival, <laughs> and he and he got the gun to his. They find over a gun, and his face never moves. Oh yeah, it stays just at stone face. All. I'm like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, wake up! His daddy so fucked anyway, him up. Yeah, Are we going. So anyway, he's he's arrested by the FBI. Guess the movie's over. 
we can go at it, but of course not. <laughs> so we get a training situation. We don't realize the training situation. You see Wesley Snipe with this hot ass leather jacket on a plane. <laughs> I know he's a terrorist. I'm glad you said it before I did. Because I was like, I know he got to be hot. God damn, that shit big. This man got on Giles Bomber jacket. <laughs> on I'm like, we all see Beverly Hill Cop. You got a big ass <laughs> coat. You shouldn't have one stuff about to go down. And, you know, Alex Thatcher's playing, you know, Marty, Marty Slade, one of the flight attendants, get snatched up. Sit. Do what I tell you. Don't make me use this. It's like, all right, we're going to go to the flight deck nice and slow. Then all of a sudden, she want to be a hero because, you know, I guess the flight deck got her money, too. It's like one of those bank tellers, like, I got to save the bank's money because it's my money. Uh And you know what? You know, I ain't surprised. Go on Twitter, think about how many people, when you bring up $15 an hour minimum wage, and see all the people uh, talking about how that's a bad idea, how to do that, cheeseburgers don't cost $28. They're the same type of people calling the cops when you when you rob the bank. I've seen that shit, and I just ignored it, because I think people who say that shit just, uh, I, they are fucking insane. Something is wrong with them. They feel like, no, it's, it's a two-part thing. They feel like if they make that money, then they'll make more than the, what the person's making currently now. So instead of them making more, they want the people to make less. And two, they like, well, one day I'll be rich. So in the meantime, I'm going to defend rich people. Fuck that. Stupid. They don't give yeah. a fuck about you. So anyway, she subdues them. The U.S. Marshal pops in. Everybody clapping. Everybody except for John Cutter. <laughs> Turned off. Cut it off. What was she doing? You know, I was... I was improvising your old techniques. She thought she was like, ha, ha, ha. I'm showing you a little something. Getting a little laugh. Everybody clapping. You know, black men don't like no black women up in them. Oh, what's your name? <laughs> Slave, but my friends call me Marty. What yeah, you? uh-huh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Miss Slade, Miss Hawkins. Yeah, pretty much. Blue Jack City voice. Next time somebody put a gun to your head, you do exactly what said. Otherwise, you could have been dead. And she basically like, you know, this is what I'm doing my day off. So some ex, you know, some ex cop <laughs> yeah. tell me what to do, bother my vibes, like fuck out my face. So needless to say, they they don't like each other at this point. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of that. It's it's funny how that works. You don't like each other at the beginning, you be loving each other at the end. Mm-hmm. So Sly's like, oh, chill out. She reminds me of Lisa. What? <laughs> oh, you don't like Lisa. I said, I say she looked like you said she reminded me. You know, thank you for giving me this job or anything like that, but stay out of my business and like. So basically, he's recruiting him to work as a vice president of the airline. Good lord! I mean, hey, it's good to have friends. That's why one thing I say because uh, hey, and he like, nah, I'm alright. <laughs> I like teaching class. Fuck that. He's like, yeah, I know you miss Lisa and your life been on pause, but you got to get back in this damn game and blah, blah, blah. And he ain't trying to hear all that. He snaps like, my fucking money. <laughs> Give me my check. <laughs> and they joke around like how me and you joke around where we say stuff. They like, are they really friends? Oh, yeah, they were going at each other. Mm-hmm. And like, if anyone doesn't realize we're friends, you see some of the stuff we say on Twitter, it's like, you don't seem to like Jeff that much. He always be on his neck. <laughs> And believe me, I, I've got that in the DMs. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Y'all even like each other? Why he always be like, shit? Yeah. Like, yes. 
friends can that's the friend friends can joke in a way because they know they're friends and i've done the same thing with other twitter people so when you're not friends and people be jumping in they're like we playing like what you doing mm-hmm. like mind your business so why is this you know why is he so hesitant to get back in the game flashbacks we can't get a flashback oh what's he showing off practicing his kung fu with no shirt <laughs> and he got his uh his was his incense burning and everything his martial arts uh thing going this man was Blade way before Blade came out. <laughs> Lord, he was. So, flashback, uh, undetermined time ago, he's at, you know, a bodega with Lisa. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, you fine ass. I'll be right back. I ain't catch that till this week. Till this week, I never noticed he said fine ass. I was like, oh, they, he was about to get some yams. Mm-hmm. So, he in there. I guess he's, he's about to get some condoms and gum. <laughs> and then some dude... With a look like like Marcus Johnson, white man can't jump. Had a jacked up beard. Merry Christmas, motherfucker! <laughs> oh, you know, robbing Korean because that's what we was doing in the early nineties. Get back! Get the fuck back! Hit a woman in the face. He's wild enough. I think that was your man from Deep Cover too. But anyway, go ahead. So instead of minding his business, John could like freeze. And then dude let off a few shots, grabs this, grabs this woman, and like, you know, put the gun down, put the fucking gun down. Now I'm like, this is an R-rated movie, just in case people didn't realize that. You know, David did, didn't really feel like an R-rated movie. I know it was, but maybe I'm just so numb to certain yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's because they don't the stand like one, the standards have changed, and two, we just used to watching so much PG thirteen that seemed like it should be R, like you know, oh, ten it ain't blood, so it's not R. I'm like, people get their teeth yanked out, <laughs> yeah, and somebody at PG thirteen, and I'm watching USA and the Steve Austin show, and him and Ice T just cussing all over the place, and they don't bleep out nothing except for like the F word. Everything yeah. else is like though, the shit right here. I'm like, they out here eating donuts and milk, talking about this shit hitting. <laughs> on basic on basic cable so it's like yeah the standards have kind of been funny so anyway he's like oh, I'm gonna put the gun down I ain't gonna try to stop you shouldn't have tried to stop me the first time shoots his woman sets him off in a rage he tried to escape he gets shot like five times and then John Cole, oh, 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 Lisa, Lisa, oh, Lisa. I'm gonna put your head up okay Okay, what, yeah, no, you're not gonna be okay. It's blood all on the ground pulling from her head. She got shot in the head. Yeah. She's not gonna be okay. Oh, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. Relax. Uh, being a hero. That's- <laughs> he had his wife, man. What you expect him to do? <sighs> yeah. Sure. I know what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but it was his your oh. natural reaction. To protect your I wife. Know why, I know why he did. I know why he did what he did. But I'm like, if you're gonna do it, you go all the way. Cause like, it's not your training. You feel like you can handle it, but it's not just you. So he should just your wife involved. He should just went in with the action and just started letting off rams. Well, if if you're going to try to stop him, you stop him. If not, don't even try. Let him go. Let him go. Get them later. Don't mm. put your wife at risk. Okay. No. Either be Keanu <clears throat> Reeves and Speed or be Tom Lee Jones and Feed Don't have facts. <laughs> I mean, you could also be Keanu Reeves and Point Break. And you saw how that worked that way. Never mind. You I, mean, I would if I saw that movie, but I, I am an FBI agent. <laughs> I, 
haven't seen that greatness. And one day I will just because it's kind of like. Oh, we're going to do it for the like show. A- we absolutely have to do it for the show. Right, we'll do it after we do drive because I'm going to enjoy making fun of drive while you see them for two hours. So <laughs> anyway, Charles Rain is, you know, he's basically going to take a. Do you know where they're taking me? Los Angeles. Okay. It's a, you know, they got the death penalty. It's a very progressive state. <laughs> Tell my people. They'll know what to do. And it's like, you know, maybe we can get out of this. You know, it's like they got witnesses saying you're responsible for two bombers. I'm responsible for twice that amount. So I think your man is a, a reluctant a reluctant lawyer. <laughs> like, he don't want to be here at all. <laughs> Clyde feels like, you know, and this. But he, the whole thing is, he's an accomplice. Tell yeah. my people. For what? He know for what? He know exactly what he's doing. Oh, maybe you can get you. He's trying to play both sides of the fence. Like, yeah, I know you're about to plan something. I'm going to pretend to do my job. So I got the nine Like, oh, maybe you get off, you know, about insanity. You know, I'll send your father. Never talk about my childhood after banging his head against the table like Batman. Charles is, Reed. Is, what do you say? Charles Reed. Like, it's the nature of man to confuse genius with insanity. You know, repeat after me. Charles Reign. It's not insane. Charles Rain. It's not insane. Again. Charles Rain is not insane. Continue. <laughs> I was like, nah, I mean, I said it twice. Fuck all that. So yes. So Charles Rain is a sophisticated killer. They basically had a bad childhood. Cause bringing up his cause every time you bring up his day, like, yeah, he died found like, you know, it's yeah, he went through some shit. The fact that like everybody, everybody in law enforcement know, I'm like, damn, yeah, Joe Jackson for a daddy. <laughs> so, so that's his whole thing, you know. They go in LA. He likes blowing up stuff, and it comes to find out that he does that to escape. He just blow it up for the vibes, sneak out the back door. So anyway, the job offer that he has an interview. By my man, Bruce Greenwood, he always in some position of power. Sometimes he's on the right side. Sometimes he's corrupt. Mm. Now he's, he's always a cop, an admiral, an executive, a military officer. Sometimes he's a good guy. Sometimes he's a bad guy. Yeah, like he, plays, he's, he can play it all. And this one, he kind of like, eh, he's opportunistic. He ain't bad, but he ain't necessarily good either. And so job interview is like, you know, everybody's been hijacking except for one Israelis. But when the fuck's they only let him on the plane. You're like, you know, like Joe John Cutter, he's the best I ever worked with. He's like, all right, you got the job. You know, if you still want it. And I'm like, this man, this is a come up. This man said you can come and have an early vacation. What? <laughs> let, me like, let me tell you something. When they like you, they throw the money at you. Because I oh, would yeah. say when I went from a contractor to official civilian, they threw me a sign-up bonus. Five figure signing bonus. Oh, I love it. Back when pharmacists weren't getting signing bonuses anymore, they kind of went away. And they was like, nah, we need you to fill this spot. We're going to throw it up. They threw the bag at me. Mm-hmm. That's when they like you, they pay you. When they don't, it's like, you know, eh. nah, we can't, we can't give you a raise. Bootstraps. You can't give you full time. You're going to work 38 hours just so you can't get health insurance. Good Lord. The ghetto. Oof. Yes. So. That's his whole thing. So he's setting the job. He's going to get on the plane and he's going to be on the plane with rain. And they don't even realize that. Oh, I got a secret for you. Tell you get back. What secret? 
Oh, before we get on the plane, it's the whole everybody love Wesley Snipes scene. Oh, yeah. All the women are just throwing it at him. He just ignored it like, he just, just a regular day, me just being Wesley. Metal detector. Oh, she patting, checking down. I have to go through again. Patting now, he just smiling and slide like, how you do that? How? This black thing. I know black things. She's like, you know, he's like, thank you. She all this flight attendant's real hands. Oh, you're welcome. Just throwing it at him. You know, eh, you ain't Lisa. <laughs> okay, but it's Lisa in my blue shirt. I can do all this, and you just like the chassis of a monk. Everybody just be throwing it at you. It's like, nah, I'm chilling. So he said, I got a surprise. Tell me you get to LA. And his surprise, he's gonna run to the woman that's not liking his vibes. How the fuck was that a surprise? I'm just curious because I'm like, you know me and this chick, uh, me and this woman just got at it with each other. Wow. Yup. Yup. You like that, huh? You should have snatched my money away from my hand, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what is that like? Oh, but you look at I got your VP job. What if they oh my that's that's not a surprise, but I guess it worked out in the end. Yeah. So they go on the plane, and if y'all haven't rained on the plane, and somebody bring it up. You having a terrorist who's known for blowing up planes and you transport him on a plane. FBI don't care. Yeah, FBI don't care. They don't tell anybody. And he just just, you know, he just, <laughs> just look at that Twitter account yesterday. Anyway. <laughs> Happy MLK Day. What? <laughs> I was like, you know, what joke I made? Happy birthday, Vision Thanos. Good Lord. That that sums it up right there. That's basically what it comes yeah. down to. Like, you don't get to wish him that fight. The audacity. I want us. Yeah, it might not have been you specifically. Yeah, I wasn't working yet. <laughs> I wasn't even born. Uh, yeah, you still a part of it. I don't give a shit. Everybody know. So anyway, he's yeah, he's on there with the handcuffs and introducing the people there. And we introduced Elizabeth Hurley, Sabrina Richie Haxons. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she flirted with Marty. Basically, like, you know how women just get the vibe. Oh, is it true? Is it true? Hey, man, Los Angeles, they talk with a cute car. Oh, they talk, you know, whatever they say anything, the different things. Like, so men all vapid. I'm such and such like this. Oh, I love your accent. You know, that whole vibe. And, and you're like, oh, just a British stewardess. No problems. You don't got to think, you know, what can go wrong? Mm. And it's funny when you watch the movie the first time. It's, you don't realize she kind of in on it until how she kind of interacts with Rain. Because he yeah. makes little jokes and she got like a little smile. And she ain't like really put off on it. As yeah. she, even though she should be. This man got handcuffs on. Yeah, they flirt. Yeah. But it's like it's subtle. It ain't over the top. It's like, like you know, the first time you watch it, you got to be looking for it. Yeah, but yeah, you see it new one. You, you know, you pick up on it. But the FBI agents, boy, I, I'll just find my next wife. <laughs> they basically like leering. Relax, so, brother. Oh, Mister Forget. Oh, it's Forget. I'm French. Oh, so I'm sorry. Yes, like front. They know each other. Like everything is a plot. Everything's you know just chilling. And meanwhile. He just, you know, he, my man Wesley just in here. They, they got him in in first class, in business class. He just tight in the seat. And she counting, oh, 55, 56, 57. And she see her face. And you know that black woman, that face they make when they see something on light? Mm-hmm. 
that face. I hate it like that. You know, people. Some people got a stink ass walk. She had a stink ass face because <laughs> she was not fucking with John. Cut like I got deal with this. I got deal with this motherfucker for two hours, huh? <laughs> he looking like oh shit. This <laughs> is it's a secret, huh? So so anyway, it's it's funny how they handle rain on the plane because this man got handcuffs on and this little kid keeps staring at everybody. He's staring at the French guy. It's not polite uh, to stare, Billy. And he's still staring. And then he stare at Rain and he do a little finger gun do and Rain pretend to get shot. And then he try to do it again. And this is how I remember I this is how I know I saw in the movie theater. Because this scene got some laughs. I, re- I remember a long time ago. So he about to shoot him again. And Rain pulls his hands up with handcuffs on. <laughs> and go, kid was shook. Turned his ass around in. Uh, blew his fingers all like, you know, be, you know, behave. You're not going to be out there with them type of toys where you're going. I never played with toys. My father said it warped my sense of practicality. Where's your father now? He died. Violently. Good lord. <laughs> this man a Marvel villain. <laughs> like he watched Silence of the Lamb. Basically. And, and Die Hard the same day. He was like, got it. I know the character. Yes, they order food. Like, oh, you know, you know I don't drink on here. I, I have tomato juice and chicken. Oh, chicken. How how appropriate. <laughs> I, I'll have the steak. Save the champagne. Put it on ice later. And she all like got the little smile, but you don't throw it off because she smiled everything. She found because um when John Cutter calling for help, like who's calling for help so early? Oh, it's John Cutter, airline security. You see the look she gave him? Mm-hmm. She wanted she wanted some of that dark meat. Security, I feel safe already. She's like, ooh, like, mm-hmm. And nothing says America because when she talked to little boy. Is that kid? Is that dangerous? Oh, he's just fine. If he try anything, I'll shoot him. Good lord, relax, bro. <laughs> relax. You Look, would, McVeigh, chill out. You were just Rit- startled a minute House, ago. Rittenhouse Junior, <laughs> shut your little ass up. You know you ain't gonna I'll, do shit. Ouch! Shoot him, damn. You know. Oh, well, what if he shoots back? Well, I got a magic decoder ring that stops bullets and spiders, but I left it at home. Then you ain't got shit. <laughs> yeah, like he had the Green Lantern ring. Uh, <laughs> this little wild ass kids. Like I got one in mind. You know, I give soda. Is your mom not like it? Oh yeah, I like it. Yeah, she just flirting, being all happy, and everything. The boss of these kids. He tries to. I'm gonna shoot him. Relax. Kid like eight. How Jordan wasn't having it. America. That's what we teaching our kids. So John Cutter's like, "Oh, can you help me?" Uh, <laughs> he seems you know, so like, pitiful. You know nothing that moves faster than me. Can you check up on me? And rightfully so. She ain't, don't give a fuck right now. She like, no, you're not gonna make this easy. I'm trying to say I'm sorry. Well, say it. Yeah, say it. Stop beating around the bush. I, oh, a control freak. I can imagine that. No, she helping more. Look. I'm just asking you, can you come check on me from time to time? Why you got him sound like drunk thing right? Because <laughs> he said it so <laughs> desperate. Oh man. Nice <laughs> stewardess. Flight attendant, not stewardess. Look, look, da, 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 da. So oh she helped him all right. Bring this old woman on here. Yeah. Oh. You know, I take this flight all the time. Like Van Nuys, you know, I was like riding with Los Angeles. You know, Los Angeles is so spread out. Who can tell? You know, 
I'm a huge fan. You're like, what? Fan? Yeah, I watch your show all the time. Never miss it. He's like, oh, shit. (laughs) She got me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I your hall. Mm-hmm. And I think they had a joke where like Arsenio Hall got he said he had a joke somebody confusing with Wesley Snipes. I can imagine. But um, so he can't, you know, you know, so I just love your show, especially the part say things make you say, hmm. And that Madonna, who's heard us? Y'all like you told who's heard say do anything with your hair? And it's like, all right, enough of this. I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm gonna be out for a while. Wow, about 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> so he like, yeah, this is gonna be a long ass flight. He goes in there. And meanwhile, yeah, these officers just leering at Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> like, just look. I mean, yeah, yeah it's this it's, it's wow. wild. Lean out they see, like, damn, look at that ass. <laughs> they like they, drooling like a damn wolf. I'm like, good lord, we can't do stuff like this anymore. <laughs> at all. This would not fly. So anyway, they call for this, you know, I need a special service for first class and got fake Michael Ironside. Coming right up. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy cracked me up. Look, buddy, I ain't trying to fight the terrorists. <laughs> All I do is just give some food, give some grapes, and some champagne. I ain't fighting them. I think you better do. Well, Mr. So they call, they go to the bathroom, they bring in the food. It's like, oh, so how you like your steak? Bloody. Bloody. And the switch changed because she pulled out that steak as a gun. She shoot both FBI agents. <laughs> so Elizabeth Hurley is about that action. Yeah, she ain't fucking around. She down with her man. Shoots those two. Mr. Forge, they shut up. Be quiet. Got the gun. Old dude with the Michael Bolton perm. That okay. man had a mop on his head. That was uh, professional wrestler Tom, Tom McGee. I'm not. Yeah, I don't care what else nobody else Tom McGee. Carrie Von Eric. He damn sure was in the sportatorium. I was like, "What the hell is that hair?" It's a dude with a, um with glasses on out of nowhere. She's just chilling. So it's like a five man group. So they take over. The, they kill them. Take over the plane. Who's in charge? I am. I am. Zoop. Who's in charge? You are excellent. Yeah, that line that line stands out. <laughs> that, that dude's like, I'm in charge. <laughs> he said a man with a gun asking you who in charge, and you like, you think your white privilege make you bulletproof? He said it with so much confidence. I am. <laughs> like, relax, Iron Man. <laughs> You better get fucked all up. Yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, we have taken over the plane. You know, follow directions. If you follow directions, you will not be harmed. If you refuse, you will be shot. <laughs> and what's he snatching the bathroom? Like, what the fuck going on? And so he got to make a phone call or try to sneak a phone call because he had to get your credit card, swipe the credit card loud as hell. And then Good he called, that's what it Lord. calls on the plane. And somehow I got to do all this while Mike, while Tom McGee don't hear anything. <laughs> he looked yeah. back. He added. He had an exclamation point. 
He looked back one time. Then it happened again. Then he was like, fuck that. I'm going to check this shit out. First this Arsenio shit. Now this. Guy called, you know, the slide the Vecchio Cutter. John Cutter. I know D-E-L Vecchio. Mr. Vecchio, you have a call from a John Cutter? Oh, all right. Happy as a bitch. Get back to your seat. Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, my father, Lord, heaven, they took it over the plane. <laughs> he is really good with that turning it on and off, too. <laughs> with that oh, whole scared shit. Oh, my Lord in heaven. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why, Jesus, protect me? <laughs> Basically. So he was doing that so they know what's going on. Pretend like, oh, I'm just scared. You know, I'm just scared. And the guy looked at the phone, realized what's going on. And just enough time for Wesley to stop being scared and beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Same man, man, give a swirly. Yeah, it, it, it's one of that Bret Hart match. Tom McGee was getting fucked up. I squashed with the quickness, and <laughs> Charles Rain ain't messing around. He know what's going on. He grabbed, he grabbed Marty with the quickness. I see some friends. Friends, I got your friends. I have no friends. <laughs> man, I would not want to work with Charles. Like, <laughs> and okay. So this is the difference between Die Hard and Pastor 57. Hans Gruber squad seemed like they all kind of like, you know, was a squad. They knew each other. They friend, you know, it's like, oh, Mr. Brother, blah, blah, blah. Everybody kind of on the same page, more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, working with Charles Rain seemed like, eh, I don't know. It seemed like he found up, found some of these guys on the back pages. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I'm. You seen the Dark Knight? Like work with the Joker. That's that's like that's a temp job. Because <laughs> if I'm doing all this, we hijacking somebody together, and my man, like I have no friends. I'm what? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I hit that shit too. I'm like, what you mean? He's like, oh, he's John Cutter. And I said, Mister Cutter. I'm sure your superiors wouldn't want you to do anything rash and put the lives at risk of all these wonderful people. This is like he's singing a song. So he grabbed Marty and he's like, nah, that's too easy. Those Marty, the, the Sabrina, grab somebody else, you know. Airlines, you know, there's like employees know the risk is part of the job, but these passengers, they're so innocent. And John Cutter, like, oh, I don't know about, he's thinking, you know, what you want. I have what I want. I control the plane and everything on it. Must I prove it to you? Tell me your name. Douglas. Cutter me, Douglas. You have any, you have any kids, Douglas? Uh, a daughter? See, Douglas, uh, a family man. Douglas had a daughter, and she, until your interference, had a father. Blam! He get a flashback to Lisa. Oh shit! Yo, fucked up again. Uh, <laughs> that was his face. Oh, <laughs> uh, wowzers! <laughs> Basically, made the face. So he Douglas dropped. Then he grabbed somebody else, a woman. Okay, like, okay, he, okay. He okay. Go up yeah. and down the ramp. Now drop the fucking gun. He dropped the gun because he realized, yeah, I am out my element. He gonna shoot everybody on this plane, and I'm just holding Michael Bolton. This ain't this ain't working. <laughs> so he drops the gun, and just to show Charles Rain says, I don't have no friends. He meant it. I loathe and confidence shoots, 
shoots home in the chest yeah, on purpose. Yeah. Just for getting caught. And about to shoot John. And somehow Marty got the, you know, got the one up on Sabrina. They run, go to the elevator. They go down to the elevator. He make a phone call. Cause Vincent waiting out there. Oh, grab all what you do. Oh, I just worked out here, buddy. Give me a break. <laughs> I just sent food up. Snacks. Shit like that. Yes. Peanuts. Snacks. Give me a break, pal. All right. He's like, all right, let's find something sharp. A knife like that. I don't I I risk my life fighting with terrorists. <laughs> hey man, you gotta help us, man. That's basically nah, like, this, my, this is not my pay grade. Got my face. <laughs> and then he can't help himself. I think we should do what Mr. Rain said. Why did he give him a hit? He should have stabbed him in the back. Yeah, that was stupid. Like, why did you even bring up his name or anything? Because he's like, how the fuck you know his name? First, she looked at him like, ah, you want a terrorist? Like, nah, I I want a knife fight. (laughs) I want to stab this Negro. And it go go as well as you think it go. He get the shit beat out of him. (laughs) He should have, Wesley should have killed him. This man lasted a little bit too long in my book. Oh yeah, he could have saved. He could have saved a lot of lives, and the other, the only other black person with lines in this movie when he got shot. <laughs> but nah, he wanted to, you know. So he's fighting. He wins. Their whole plan is, you know, go down avionics, take down the plane. And she like, what? This is this is a jumbo jet. You gonna crash it? Yup. It's <laughs> gonna bring the plane down exactly. You like, you know, Charles Rain ain't no regular terrorist. This man is dangerous. We gotta stop him. And she's like, I don't unless you do this. You know, you lost a goddamn mind. God damn it, Lisa. Listen to me. She like she looking, she listening intently, but she also like, who the fuck is Lisa? <laughs> this man is killing we kill everyone on this fucking plane if I don't stop him. But I need your help. You good tell me you're good at this. I'm the best. I'm like, yeah, he got his swagger back now. Mm-hmm. He need oh, he needed to be, he need to be in the fire. Mm-hmm. Tell Sly to holler at me, man. Oh, good lord. <laughs> if anybody so, was supposed to bring a Jay-Z reference, it was supposed to be me, not you. <laughs> I'm going to you to it. So, Sly get the call, get everybody ready, call, you know, calls his bosses, and they try to figure out, like, how the hell they let, let them pull a terrorist on my plane, Delvecchio? Man, the FBI do what the fuck they want. Now, shut the fuck up. Let's figure this out. Basically. All right, I want you to go out there on the. I want you to go out there and handle this. Not some Yahoo, not some old hillbilly. You want me? <laughs> he like. <laughs> I stutter. I just talk about so, pay rage. Like I don't do this. I don't get mad at this shit like this. So he's he's dropping the he's dropping the fuel. So they got a detour instead of going to Los Angeles. They going to Louisiana. <laughs> Worst place ever. So planes coming out. Like who's Lisa? Huh? Huh? Oh, Lisa. Oh, we's married. Was this robbery? I survived. Oh, oh shit! Sorry. I survived. She didn't. She's just like, oh, mm-hmm. a wounded black man. I need to save him. Yeah. Oh, future. Good lord. <laughs> So you get the backstory of Charles Rain, known as the Reign of Terror, British aristocrat that had an abusive father, used to mess with him and his sister that you never hear about again, responsible for like bombings in Europe and Northern Ireland. But due to his ties to the Middle East, he's untouchable. You know why we didn't hear about her sister, right? She dead ass was supposed to be in Passenger 58. But go ahead. 
Yeah, I don't think they was they wasn't doing sequels to movies like this back then. <laughs> what? Man, listen. You saw Die Hard three. You know what time it is. That's Die Hard. Yeah. So what would what did we just say this movie was supposed to be? No, if you make it enough okay. How many black movies got sequels? Black movies? Yes. Ooh, not many. Not yeah. many. Why was it such a big deal that Best Man got a sequel? Because it was like a Because movies like that, no. One, because movies like that never got sequels. Right. Yeah. Black movies rarely get sequels. But this is more of a black lead movie more than a black movie. The Equalizer 2 was the first time Denzel ever did a sequel. Right, which I understand. Yes. Like I said, how many black, unless you want to count Rush Hour as being black because Chris Tucker is one of the leads. Nah, black movies black movie. rarely get, you know, or no, I got sequels. Barbershop and Friday. That's yeah, it. okay. They get, they get sequels. Because it's like that's run, you know, owned own by black, run by black. Tyler, you know, think like a man might get a sequel. Tyler yeah, yeah, yeah. With more time, you know, we, we start getting black sequels. Black action movies? Nah, I don't know sequels. Yeah, maybe you're right. But I feel like that's, I just feel like that's the story because you, because you just brought her sister up, you know. Passenger 58. Yeah. <laughs> he would been sending them on 58, that old white lady so, still would have been messing Originally, this story, this, this movie is supposed to be a Clint Eastwood movie, and the story is going to be like you know he get hijacked by um, an Iranian. Oh boy! And they kidnap you know they kidnap some Iranian mullahs and trade him in for like some terrorists. And they was like, if we make this movie, they're gonna blow up the movie theater in a lot of places. We can't make this movie. Uh, yeah. Let's thank goodness they didn't let's make change. It. Let's change this around. So yeah, so that's their plan, and it's the first time they get a phone call, and it's a whole bunch of dick waving around between Charles Rand and John Cutter. <laughs> yeah, you know, Charlie didn't tell you to send a boy to do. They said never to send a boy to do a man's job. Speaking of boys, I know that stewardess must feel very inadequate right now. <laughs> like, what you think they're gonna be doing? She's about to give him a blowjob. She's like, nah, you, you ain't packing. They do a whole bunch of I'm a real man. No, you're not. I'm a real man. It's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You know. So you play roulette on occasion. Here's my advice. Always bet on black. If there's any line that stands out from the movie, it's this line. Yeah, because everybody said it. Even mm-hmm. to this day. Yeah, always bet on black. I think it's probably on some of the DVD cases. <laughs> I'm you sure know, it's on the back of it. On the front. Of the back. front. <laughs> if you get it from Walmart. So he's taking down the plane and they want to land in this Louisiana. Are you in the crypto? How to jumbo jet like this? Richmond refused. Are you, you going to it? Oh, oh, listen here. No, you listen. Like, you shut up and listen. You know, like, if you don't, basically, you don't let us land the plane, I'm shooting people. All right, go ahead, land. Call, you know, call the fire department. Man, was just in case. It's like, yeah, this little small, rinky dink regional airport can't handle all this. They gonna have to handle it. But don't worry, they got the, they got chief figs. Good lord, he absolutely uh, was an extra character. It's like on something like in the heat of the night or some shit. <laughs> oh shit, they got a plane coming there, Luther. You little croissant, little, little cup right there. We are gonna handle this here. <laughs> oh my man, Chief 
It's my favorite character in the movie. So anyway, they land them playing. It's like, oh, we're gonna let gravity. We go and jump out. Let gravity do the rest. So they about to. How she jumping out the plane? And she had on heels. Really? Oof. He he trusted that she going. He going trust she going duck and roll. They were gonna do the uh, like Fast Shinobi. and Furious. So anyway, yeah, I was I was thinking about. <laughs> they gonna do the Fast and Furious uh-huh. thing. So anyway, he he's about to jump, and. Yeah, well, she ain't trained like Giselle was trained. So, anyway, Mr. Forge comes down, kicks him in the face, grabs her. She's fighting him with a fire extinguisher. He slaps her. They kicks him square in the face again. He roll. He falls out the plane. Almost get rolled over by the plane. If he wasn't quick on his feet and roll, he'd have been dead. Then he laid out. So they land. She's captured, and Charles Rain is not a fan of her. Slaps her dead in the face again. Has such, again, has such plans for us in, in, in these fucking movies back then. They yo, they were just smacking women all the time, and it's just like weird seeing it now. Oh, a white man slapping a black woman in the face, man. Well, Ooh, that just hit my soul. <laughs> I had such plan. I had such plans for us. <laughs> if she disobeys, shoot her. Yeah, funny he says that and then lusting after her and then damn near ended. Ain't make a difference. He would have shot it still, like he said. No, Martin, I'm gonna kill you during. <laughs> like her being dead ain't gonna stop him from getting his swerve on. He let her know quite clear. Oh, disgusting ass. Good lord. So he on there runway. What you out here doing the runway, boy? <laughs> <laughs> What do you think? Jaywalking? Listen, the hostage is on that plane. You gotta, you gotta help me, man. You gotta do something. We gotta do something. Come on, here's shit you gotta say, boy. <laughs> now lay down, put your hands up. I'm already laying down, asshole. <laughs> man, laid on the ground. They hitting him with the where? Where your papers, boy? Exactly. Who you like, belong to? Like he crossed the Mason Dixon line the wrong direction. Good lord. So he's taking in, and Mr. Biggs is handling this. So we get a call. So I'm all right, I'm Leonard Biggs. I'm in charge. All right, I need fuel for the plane. I don't know if I could do that. Then you just say you was in charge. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a little bit above his pay grade. Uh, I don't know. I got to talk to somebody. Well, why are you talking? Oh, I got plans to kill people every five minutes. Look at the window. Toss off the pilot. I've already killed five. Every five minutes, I keep five more, you know. They'll be cleaning up, you know. I keep giving you bodies. All right, all right hold on. Let me don't talk about this. I know I can trust you. you give me like this. You'd be responsible for saving the lives of 100 people. No, I don't know. All right, fine. I keep shooting people. All right, I, I'll get you the trucks. Just chill out. And he's like, yeah, that's a wrap. This would be easy to handle. He's like, oh, you sure you're the FBI boy? You going to call that? Hell no. Think they can do any better than me? Oh boy, he's very proud of the work he's just done. Uh-huh. I just, you want to know why? I just say the lives of one hundred passengers. <laughs> why did he say that like that? So irritating, passengers. Mm-hmm. Then John Carter come in. What you doing? Like, you no, 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 no. Don't do that. John Carter didn't come in. John Carter got he dragged in. Before we get to him. This is, we got to forget about old airline bosses. Like, all right, I got a plan. If the media asks, if this worked right, tell them the cutter was always on the plane. He was undercover work for us. If it don't work right, 
Don't say nothing about cut. I handle it. You all right, Sly? Uh, you, uh, are you all right? I guess. This sound, I mean, it sounds brutal, but the way it come off, it seems sleazy. Yeah, like, nah, I'll handle it because uh, we gonna, he ain't started working for us yet, so. <laughs> yeah, it just seemed like he just want to know I'm all about image. Yeah. So, anyway, that's the plan. You get dragged in. Oh, was I'm John Cutter, airline security. <laughs> I gotta say, you're like you're doing a piss poor job with that, son. <laughs> what you? What you? Is that fuel truck? What you doing out there? Save the lives of 100 passengers. You don't give them fuel, boy. I want to hear nothing from you, boy. <laughs> this whole thing is like the pass. You know, talking about the passengers are more important than the fuel. If and, oh my goodness, yeah, go ahead. And Biz is like, I don't hear, like I don't know nothing you saying. You just talking some nonsense. And what you talking about? We can drop this whole scene. In any movie you want to think about, from Roots <laughs> to Twelve Years of Slaves, and it will play exactly the same. Oh, but guess what? This whole thing, like he's his whole thing, is kind of like you talking about your airline security. The plane got hijacked. The fuck you doing? It's bad enough already. Like it's in Louisiana. He's more progressive than a lot of people can be. Because guess what? John Carter ain't dead. Yeah, he's true. Up Louisiana cops, and he's still like you know. Don't use your gun unless you have to. Unless it give you no choice. They ain't showing that type of restraint now. Well, that, that, that's that. So true. It's like, yeah, so it's like he's showing some, he's showing more restraint than But the dialogue, the boy and the always, you know, like, don't be giving me no lip. I know what I'm doing. You you don't know nothing. I had like, enough about you. I had enough from you, Cutter. <laughs> like, yo, what the fuck is happening right there? Check him for, for some ID. Oh, but what makes it worse is you know Charles Rain love beyond his bullshit. He's like, I got the, you know, I got the feel. Charlie said, and I appreciate that, Chief. One of my associates with disobey me escape. Oh, word, yes, black man, very smooth and convincing. Boy, did that did that hit me different <laughs> for <laughs> reasons we will talk about off the show. And you know. smooth ass turned around and pulled the Pirasco out on him. Like yo, you know, they say you know, I would love to handle myself, but if you did bodily damages, I would not hold you responsible. Uh huh. He said he, he said you know, he said he one of your men. What? <laughs> uh huh. Oh, cause it reminds me, it's like oh, I'm airline security, yeah, and I'm Elvis. Good Lord. Like, let's see your ID. This will say nothing about you no know, security. I was former head of security. Like, all right, now his story. He sounds like a flim flam artist. Yeah, dad, the story started fucking up on him because he's like, shit. All right, now take him out. Like, I heard enough of you, Cutter. Take him downstairs. Lucille, maybe some of that fresh coffee and a bunch of buffering. Mm. So they take him. They take him all out. And uh, his <laughs> Luther and his uh, and Earl think it's like you know you can't let him go. Heard enough of you, boy. Oh, oh, yeah. You hear that, boy? They really got into that. Shut your uh, ass up, that's boy. That's the last time you said, boy, because he beat the shit out these cops, tossed them down the steps. <laughs> got away with. Surprise! I don't know how they got 
They don't have CTE, much less being dead. He threw one down the steps. He threw one over the steps, over the balcony. Yeah, how they managed to get up that fast. Oh, he got away. Oh, then somebody, oh, stop, freeze. He's imagine you get spin kicked in broad daylight. <laughs> and then uh, the sweet Stan Lane, one, two, three, kid, yeah, kid. Roundhouse. With leather. <laughs> he still got that same leather jacket on. It's hot, man. It's hot. He hit him with a roundhouse with Levi's on. Stole the bike, escaped. Oh, he he got away. No shit, Earl. <laughs> Go to fairgrounds and find him. You know, He's like you want me to send more men? Why is that, Luther? Send more practice whipping on your dumb ass. Forgot. <laughs> I laugh. I rewind and played that line like five times. The the venom he had and his support is is hilarious. Man, like, like you know, we got employees that just fuck ups. So but it's like, look, this is the best I got in this town. Yeah. So he had more practice for your dumbass. <laughs> uh, he's like, all right, if he gets you into trouble, shoot him. In the leg. leg. You might be telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So Lord. they are off. So anyway, they are off the plane making arrangements. And I'm trying to figure out what was they, what were they playing? Why did they get off the plane? I don't I think, know. I think what happened was they were supposed to escape and then Sabrina Forge was going to find their own way out. I guess. Yeah, because the whole, okay, I'm guessing that the end point was worse come to worse, we we parachute off the plane and blow it up and everybody think we're dead and we just escape in the sunset. That's what it seemed like was going to happen eventually. And the plan kept getting changed around because they're in the fairgrounds, like, you know, we got to find tra- find transportation and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, let me come with you. He was like, no, you know, let me proceed. Just in case something go wrong, you proceed to schedule. You know, what if they don't bring you back? They start shooting people till they do. And she starts smiling. She is not a reluctant second in command. Like, she is like, I'll shoot you too. I don't like Americans anyway. Uh, people think British are sophisticated because they got an accent. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I saw the Patriot. I, Mel Gibson told us the truth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they had the fairgrounds, the same playground that um, Cash and Troy was at when he shot Sean Archer's son. You know, I ought to stop this podcast right now. <laughs> uh, and Vince's, and you know, the dude they left alive, he there with a black eye. He see Cutter. He's like, oh, nah, fuck this. I'm going to rematch. Nah, nah, we, I I that won't be necessary, Vincent. No, you ain't got no hands. Yeah, I'll handle Mr. Cutter. It's the way he say it, like, oh, chill out, man. I know you got your ass beat. Relax. <laughs> we got stuff to do. So... They doing a little cat and mouse thing. Is Vincent the dude that was reading the magazine while I was on the plane and Rain and Rain stalking him? So dude with the magazine chasing Cutter and shots go off. He dies. I think it was like he was like hot. It was like a one of Ferris wheel or something. Yeah, for love. Falls and then my man Rain letting shots off at the merry go round. Like he don't give a damn. He let up a full clip. Fuck them kids. Good lord. Basically, yeah. He? I think so, he's like fuck everybody. So cut it out here, hide behind a horsey horse, which didn't make yep. it any better. 
Like that plaster ain't gonna save you. So anyway, <laughs> somehow he hid, he didn't see him, and then eventually he he spares Rain. They fighting over the gun, and somehow Rain just aim like Rain not even making a face. They find a gun. He don't strain. He don't do nothing. And eventually the FBI come again because old black dude is like, oh, what's going on? Such and such. Oh, you know, you hear because he trying to call to the, the, the um airline on the plane. Nobody answer. Oh, they're gonna answer. So they good and ready. I got some people looking so in the fairgrounds for him. Hope that Cutter boy was telling the truth. Cutter? Cutter? John Cutter? You know him? Yeah. yeah. I hope you got an early retirement planned out. <laughs> Henderson. That was the dude name. Henderson. If you, yeah, Cutter's a friend. If you do something to him, I'll press charge myself. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I know that boy had, I know that boy had stroke. He must have a letter from Abraham Lincoln. Oh, shit. <laughs> you stupid too. No, you just caught that high. Cause look, after this scene happens, I don't know if you pay attention to the uh the sheriff. They show him in the back scenes and when they talking about cutter, he just like looking like shit, I was wrong. Like fuck's going on right there. This boy got stroke. Yep. So they they basically arrest him like, oh, it's another guy, five eleven with a jacket. He escaped and that man took off his little tan ass jacket. And and this man was Scooby Doo. He just kept throwing on uniforms and costumes, just vanishing with a so, fucking black eye. Like, bro, you all right? Look, I'm like, look, he looked like Michael Ironside plus twenty pounds. Good lord, ain't that hard to find in Louisiana? <laughs> yeah, you don't look like you from around here. Yeah, Vincent. So their whole thing is they're gonna tr- pretend to trade him for the hostages, and then they're gonna start sniping people. Man, make it work. People die. So, you know, it's like, we got this Sly. Like, I don't know about this. This seemed kind of risky. God damn it, Sly. <laughs> you didn't see what I saw. This man asked him about his family. He would see the blow his fucking brains out. This man is, they say, they say this man is, dang, you have no idea how dangerous this man is. And the airline people is like, you know what? This man going to blow up the plane to escape because it ain't the first time he's done something like this. So they trying to end this is smooth as possible. Sly, like, I don't know. Y'all playing college. Like, we got best sharpshoot. Don't worry about this. You know, they ain't gonna miss. Yeah, because I cut uh Cutter was like, I know how they look. So once I give y'all the word, basically he take over command. So whatever he say, that's when they gonna move in. So it was like, all right, I'll make the deal. So he feel like that he did it. That he convinced me. Yeah, and then we get this whole speech. Oh. I'm oh, gonna- but first before we get the speech, he is like, you know, I'm gonna you know, you're gonna Give me the people and rip your fucking throat out. While we're here talking about organ donations, you might have to wonder about all the passengers of plane. If I'm not released, you'll be cleaning up that cockpit for a very long time. And then smiling like Seth Rollins. <laughs> this man had a shit grin like, yeah, nah, 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 I'm gonna kill a hundred people. What you gonna do about it? So can can we get to my uh Charles Rain? Uh yeah, I'm just gonna play it. Go ahead, play it. The notion of good over evil will not allow you to sit idly by and watch the needless death of your fellow citizens. Well, you know, Rain, you got a good point. Maybe I should just kill you right here, then, huh? You wouldn't take advantage of a helpless man, would you? It's never stopped you. That's the American way, isn't it, brother? <laughs> Yo, the condescending, smug ass. <laughs> yeah, brother. People like. Your people are used to being taken advantage of. <laughs> Basically, 
It's the American way. Ass. Like, yeah, you know how it is being black? You get shit on. We we got we watched the news over in Britain. He absolutely wanted a railhouse kicking, but he couldn't. Good uh, lord. He ain't wrong though. He ain't wrong, but it's the condescending way he said it. He because he was trying to get a rise out of him. No, I told you, no, no one says brother with so much venom than movie villains and video game villains. That man, Liquid Snake. You know how this be taking advantage, don't you, brother? <laughs> <laughs> he's like we're killers. You know, you and me, we're the same. I know the breed cutter, and he he just had enough. Like I had enough of your shit. He's like, you know, you're thinking, well, you know, thinking with logic. No, logic says to wipe your ass up and down, the, you know, up and down the floor. No, that's emotion. Like basically, stop, stop using your dick and think with your brain. I want the hostages. You know, you want the hostages. I want the plane. We switch. We keep on moving. And basically, it's a whole mental mind game thing. He's like, you know, you've been a, you know, you've been a great adversary. It's a shame we won't be seeing each other anymore. Like just digging at him, keep digging at. Him. And no, I just laugh because that whole brother scene. <laughs> that shit is infuriating. And the way he says it, the notion of good and evil won't let you to take over. Oh no, man, you know how it is, don't you, brother? That's all he was missing. <laughs> uh, and he do it. It's like Bruce Payne is just munching on his scenery, but he doing it like a real subtle way. Like he ain't. He screams and shouts sometimes. Most times, everything all cool and relaxed. And it's just that's what make it more infuriating. Cause he's doing like like a smug ass smirk. You know what it is? Triple H. R- Post added to air Triple H. Yeah, where he really didn't. Yeah, he didn't do all that DX yeah. after he DX stuff. Talk, he does talk for fifteen minutes. You know, people like you don't get title matches. Oh boy, let's not go they there. Entertain it. They just you know dance. You know that dancing thing. I just love it. I eat it up. Shit's hilarious. <sighs> But hey, people love Papa H. <laughs> they forgot about Damn. that. <laughs> that says that says a lot. I'm like, yeah, it took a long time because there's a reason why we didn't. But I, ooh, and I I don't get derailed. But I tell people all the time, people think about the attitude era being filthy in WWE. I'm like, no, 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 no. Post the ruthless aggression era, WWE is some of the filthiest shit I ever seen. Yeah, I'm glad more people starting to post more stuff. Uh, <laughs> post that thing, Stephanie. Remember all them dinner dates when I was 17? Yeah. I knew what they wanted, and I gave it to them. Hey, Vince was pimping out his daughter for business. Yeah. Underage. And it was a SmackDown storyline. I just wonder how those kids are going to react once they <laughs> start watching the network. I'm pretty sure Shane kids are like, what the fuck? Yeah, snowball chance hell. They they let them watch that shit. <laughs> Shane, oh, you can't watch this. You can watch a match, but you can't watch this. So they go along with the plan. So the whole thing is they're gonna pretend to let him on the plane, and then when they see Four J and the other squad, they're gonna start popping off. Cutter gonna run on the plane. They're gonna throw a flashbang in and do it. Same like executive decision, same plan. They always got the same plan, but. It don't work because one of the start receivers is Vincent, and he popping off. He t- shoot two people. <laughs> he he shot. Bob had this. Ah! I thought he was gonna die. I'm all right. I'm okay. <laughs> How you got a sniper rifle? You just shooting him in his bicep. 
You ain't that trash. But he was out though. Ah, he, he ain't do nothing else. No, he. You know what's funny? He gets shot in the arm. He's like, I'm, I'm okay. And then later on, he got an arm wrappage when he talked. He got a wrap. He got a wrap around his arm when he gets shot. Yeah. By was the that- time, and then by the time they get Sabrina in, he don't got nothing. It was a flesh wound. He all right. Oh, damn, he got hit. See, if that's that gun um, Taraji Henson had <laughs> smoking Ace, that man would have flew to Georgia. <laughs> Even if they had no arm, that shit would have been gone. You're right about that. So he gets on the plane. Vincent dies. Finally. <laughs> yeah, it took too and long. They were going to leave Vincent anyway. True. I have, like you say, I have no friends. So, and this is how, okay, the, this is one of the disadvantages of being so short. So, five minutes ago, Biggs was all beefing with Cutter. Now, <laughs> they cracking jokes. They cracking jokes. I knew it was crazy than June Buff. The moment I put my eyes on you, Cutter, they cracking jokes like it's lethal weapon. Thought you southern biscuit-eating corn-pone guys could, you know, drive that lie. That sound like a challenge. I had a challenge like that since high school. I know you went to high school, Biggs. And Sly, like, what the fuck are these people talking about? Yeah, he like, what the fuck? Y'all insane, and Biggs was laughing. Uh, yeah. I need a gun. You bring that back. It's my wife's. 84 minutes. Uh, We don't need no I'm sorry shit. <laughs> we beefing, and I said, Luther and Earl to beat you up to I'm going to give you a ride and hope I don't kill myself catching this plane. And cracking jokes and slides like you are insane. Yeah, better not die on me. And risk the chance to mess with you? No way. Get that little black handshake. Biz get him on the plane. He dropped the gun. He's like, oh, because oh. I give credit to this. Wesley Snipes played this like scared. Like I don't, I'm never done this shit before. Yeah, he, he did like, play oh. it well. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> he was kind of shook. Drops the gun, but gets on the plane and. So they on the plane, like, you know, they saw the delay. If you want to use the seatbelts, you don't have to. And then he get the he get the flirt with Marty again. And Sabrina Elizabeth Hurley is not liking this shit at mm-hmm. all. That man's idea would be. Pull me a drink. Pull, pull me a drink, Marty. What do you want? Anything wet. And she like, oh. <laughs> this, this man stick his dick in anything. Basically. Yeah. So uh, you know, sorry the hero just left you all alone in a precarious position. You know, he was down there a long time, that tight little place. Tell me, Marty, did he try to get in your tight little place? Man's <laughs> a straight perv. He, he's definitely, what you say, this music at video team music? He's definitely a video team. Oh, yes. Worker. Let's talk about, I'm glad you brought that up. I said that for a reason. This movie likes his jazz. <laughs> this soundtrack and this soundtrack is some straight 90s jazz and not the type of jazz that Spike Lee likes. No, this is poor jazz. It's a type of jazz where if you've seen a movie with India or Heather Hunter or Mr. Marcus, you have heard this type of slow, slightly aggressive jazz before. This and for is- and for our Caucasian Caucasian folks, Jenny Jenna Jameson, you know, yeah, somewhere around I, there. Oh no. I said black for a reason. Because a vivid video this time was that ECW. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Every time they step come on, you thinking the Sandman about to have a match. <laughs> they lean toward more hard rock and black adult entertainment. Yeah, you know, okay, you're right. It's either a hip hop beat that sounds like something Run DMC would not rap on, or it was like the nice smooth jazz. Yeah, anything uh video team pre pinky. Pre pre pinky. <laughs> 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 <Just saying. laughs> oh, this yeah, this show about to go off the rails. We need to because <laughs> I got some comments about old Miss Thumb. But um anyway, so he sneaks on a plane. While she busy, you know, oh, he's like, no, you'll have to kill me first. No, Marty, I'll kill you during this man. He went full perd mode. And they making arrangements. Tell Mr. Forger to make arrangements. So I guess the arrangements is we beat, we jumping off the plane and blowing it up. That's what it seemed like they was leaning towards. Yeah, that's they what it seemed like. Loud, but that's how, you know, that's how it felt like they were doing. So anyway, Mr. Forge, Mr. Forger with his little earring looked like the third Quebecer. Now you talking about somebody dying? Um, yeah, he dies because Cutter put that work on him, and Cutter ain't doing this whole standing eight count shit. <laughs> shit out him like slam a door on his neck. Cold game. He out of here though. And then he sneaks in. Oh, who are you, Cutter? I'm one of the good guys. Oh, okay, that's it. <laughs> no, that man popped up and said, "Cutter, John Cutter." I want the good guys. I want the good guys. They figure out, like, well, I guess so. He popping up from this, from the cockpit of the plane. If he's a bad guy, he just come to the door. Mm-hmm. Mm. They real, you know, oh, can you go back to where you went before? I did it before. I can do it again. All right. Be like, okay. They got a lot of confidence that John Cutter can say today, considering <laughs> what happened to I'm in charge. <laughs> you need any help? Oh, we get there yet? Because Sabrina popped me like, you know, some marching, something off the phone, checking up. What are you doing? Going back. Them I told us to. Who? Me. Punch in the face. What a waste. What a waste. You know what he was saying. Uh-huh. Yeah. She moved throughout the window. You need any help? Oh, all right. I see you. I see you, Riggs. Well, I need help from y'all. From Just, yeah, fly this plane. That's the, all the help I need. Maybe you should have helped an hour ago. How about that? <laughs> With your, your bed. Homie got you. Yeah, exactly. You talking oh, about, I'm in charge. No, 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 don't say that shit. <laughs> yeah, like, Yo, man, I got it. Now there's only one left. We can jump him. I don't need Ooh. you, fucking uh, Billy. <laughs> yeah. Now you know why Mark Wahlberg swear he could have stopped 9-11 if he was on the plane. Oh, that boy. type of confidence white men have, and they shouldn't. I thought we learned our lesson from watching The Dark Knight with that. Oh, y'all can't make the hard decisions. I'll do it. Uh, I can't old do it. Oh, fake, fake Stanley Tucci. He swore he's going to do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Yup. It's hard just killing people, ain't it? As it should be. So he realized something's up because Sabrina come back. So he grabbing Marty again. And they hear the elevator come up. And then it's for Jay dead. And she's screaming like any woman would see when she see a dead white man with an earring. <laughs> and we get the final fight. Cutter, no, Cutter versus Rain. And this is an even fight. This ain't, this ain't a Steven Seagal fight where it's like, it's just a blowout. That's one of the things I don't like about Under Siege. He just blow out the home Tommy Lee Jones. That shit was a squash match. Yeah. This they go hand in hand. Uh, Wesley getting his kicks in. Bruce Payne 
choke slams his man. He kicked him in the face. He got the stand. Oh, and one thing is, both stars wanted to film this themselves. Oh, okay. That's cool. Stuck. And the producers was like, nah, I don't know about this shit. Y'all might get hurt. The director was like, it looked better. And it does look better. Yeah, it so do. You got to do a lot of angles and hide and get to see their faces. And they fighting. And, they, you know, they shoot through one of the windows and they mess up with the air pressure. And, you know, because Marty's like, oh, shit. You <laughs> see the door compressing. And whoop, one of the doors go out. And it's a funny thing. Nobody flies off the plane, though. Nope. Ain't that type of movie. So they fighting. Was to get beat up, then he get the upper hand. Then you know Bruce, um, Rain about to fall off the plane. He looking at Marty. He looking at Cutter. He doing that whole. I you know maybe I can. I'll take you with me. They get kicked one more time in the face. <laughs> ah! Man, flying. Man, probably felt like two minutes. <laughs> he got to be dead before he even hit the ground. Probably. I just thought about that. You see, you saw executive decision with Kurt Russell and Holly Berry Stevens ago. I just saw it, but I don't remember it. I only saw it once. Stevens ago fell out the plane the same way, saving the day. And I'm like, this man just was cartwheeling through space. I'm like, how 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 long does it take you to hit the ground? And what? And I'm just thinking, like, because we saw Con Air, and mm-hmm. when Jay Chappelle finally fell, he just splattered into like a million pieces. Yeah, but he did. <laughs> he just landed like a pop tart. Uh, pinball. Yes, pinball should have bounced. <laughs> so anyway, Charles Range is flying through the air. Yeah, he ain't coming back. So they all, so they call. You should, keep, you know, Cutter. What's your status? Single. So I'm working on it. Good lord, they got jokes. If you neutralize Rain, you damn skippy. Cutter boy, my man. <laughs> Bigs in the flesh. Good lord. And they all are laughing, cracking jokes. Like, <laughs> like everything all funny. And he getting the Arsenio whoop call. Like, everything. Everything that's cool. That's all it took. 20 minutes ago, I don't hear nothing from you, boy. <laughs> Shoot him in now the leg. You, now you get him with your wife's gun, risking your life to save the sea. Danger bring everybody together. I so see. they land. Everything's good. Sabrina is going to be in jail for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. She got that look. It's like, I hope daddy can bail me out. Nope. She got that look like she's about to go to detention. That woman, that woman is going to, that woman going to die. Mm-hmm. She shot two people. FBI agents. Oh, and Rain, let's know. She's like, you know, them agents are playing my friends. Thanks for telling me. I love to meet all the people whose lives I touched. Asshole. <laughs> Asshole. So, she going to jail. He just he just walking. I want to you know. I want a vacation. Done. And I want a raise. Done. You just gonna leave me with this? Yep. You just, and you're like, all right, John. You got this smirk like you like friends who can still joke with friends after all this stuff. He's like, I can't handle this, John. Like, <laughs> oh, this is part of a hostage negotiation. We handle this. Oh, who are you? <laughs> Slide Del Vecchio. Yeah, he can't handle it. Yeah, he can handle it. He can good handle it. He, like I say, one thing about Tom Sizemore is he's here for the juice. <laughs> and they walking. Five miles they got to go. Cut this five miles of town. All right. You wouldn't happen if I had my wife's gun with you. 
Bye, Biggs. Fuck. Bye, bye Biggs. Good night, Cutter. And then more jazz play with fireworks going. They were walking. Shit. Yeah. In heels? Ain't no way. That's, man, she really they did them. not want to fuck with Biggs and his racism. It was, it was cool. We got the jokes off. But yeah, we if know. If it wasn't for Biggs, he wouldn't have got on the plane. True. But racism overrides that. He's smart. Uh, they are. Right. They cool, but we ain't that cool. And then, like you said, they continue to play the uh, My Baby Got Back music. Um, my yeah. Baby Got Back 45. <laughs> uh, the good old days. We had a little niche. <laughs> yes, that was. So that's Pastor 57. Yeah, that that's it. Like I said, it's an easy watch. Like you said, it's 84 minutes. And it, it goes like shit. It goes by quick. Because there's nothing, yeah. well, like I said, there's nothing wasted in the movie. Nothing, straight, straight I mean, away. a movie this short is hard to, I mean, I would say it's hard to waste up, but I've seen some Netflix stuff where it's like they got five minutes on the scene just to establish vibes. I'm like, <laughs> speed this shit up. We don't need no, like, too many Randy Orton movies on Netflix. Like, we don't need no three minute chin lock. Like, let's get to it. And this movie is like, it's, it gets to the point, it establishes enough what it have to do, says what it needs to say, and then leaves. And like I say, it's a movie that's very memorable. Um, it's funny where I didn't really see a lot of these people in other movies after this. Beside, I mean, of course, Wesley. This helped Wesley become Wesley Snipes' action star, and he was doing action roles, basically almost kind of. Beside disappearing acts and like to Wong Fu, his whole thing was like action comedy from him this into jail. Elizabeth Hurley became a star. Tom Sizemore became Tom Sizemore, and then he became Tom Sizemore. Um, Bruce Payne showed up in like a Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. Like it was kind of, I don't know. It, the theater guys was kind of like they didn't. All of them didn't want to become movie star. A lot of them like oh, I'm cool. It was fun. It's fun. It's like everybody didn't want to be Alan Rickman or Colin Firth. And it's like the funny thing is like Charles. Da- like I use a perfect example. Charles Dance. People forget that he was in the last action hero on The Golden Child. And he was in the villain of both of those. It's kind of like he had a whole career and you probably didn't know who he was. And then Game of Thrones hit. And now it's like, oh, that's dude from Game of Thrones, Charles Dance. Now something Godzilla villain, he's in that. Underworld person, he's in that. Like when he pops up, you know who he is. Mm-hmm. And a lot of British people was kind of like, was like that. Either they just did theater. You know, like Ian McKellen. Like, he was like, okay, I'm a theater dude. And then all of a sudden, I'm Magneto and Gandalf. <laughs> you know, I can brag about that for the rest. Like, him and Hugo Weaving can just brag about, and uh, Patrick Sue just brag about, yeah, I'm in the Nerd Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like, I don't have to do any more nerd shit. I got to shit. Like, I get to be Magneto and Gandalf and get paid off of both of them. If I decided right, right now to hang it all up, I would get paid from the summer to all the way to October doing cons and be yeah. fine. Like he go weaving. Like I'm in the Matrix, Lord of the Rings, and Transformers. I'm sad. I know what you gonna do. And oh, and when I'm bored, I do I'll be the Red Skull. You go, I don't do that comic book stuff anymore. It was fun when it lasted. Yeah, all those comic fans are weirdos. Fuck that. Uh-huh. I wanna if they do a V for Vendetta sequel, I'll be in that. But beyond that, man. So no, and it's yeah, it's one of these movies. Like I said, Pastor Fifty Seven is kind of like it. It made money. 
it was a success. The Rotten Tomato score is is ugh. But one thing I have learned is up until recently, you gotta take Rotten Tomato scores with black movies with a grain of salt. Because mm-hmm. white people don't know how to rate our stuff. Yeah. They don't know what they're watching. I mean, yeah. what they do, they're watching, but they're critiquing it like it's a regular uh, comedy. Everything, I everything don't translate. Yeah. It's kind of like the same thing like Bollywood. It's quiet taste. Right, yeah. If you watch it, like like I watch Bollywood movies, and I'm like, that shit ridiculous. But it's the type of ridiculous stuff I like. Because one, I grew up on wrestling. Two, I can't be all high mighty when I watch Kung Fu movies and Fast and Furious. Like, come on now. Mm. Or to mm. be perfectly honest, people try to be high and mighty. It's like the same way how people try to treat comic movies. Like, oh, that's not real art. I need stuff like Christopher Nolan. I'm like, Christopher Nolan stuff, people bullets going back in time. <laughs> or I'm, I'm Inception. Come on now. Like, really, in Interstellar is like, I went into the magic library of space and time to talk to my daughter. They're like, what? Like, come, like, really? That's realistic, but Iron Man not like ah, and no. Too many times when they say realistic, they mean a movie with a whole bunch of old white people in it. You know, like the movies, like you know, a World War One movie, <laughs> like nineteen seventeen. Like you don't want to see all that. They just ran all day. Yeah, I still... tell their brother. Tell their brother. Oh, you know, your brother is running into an ambush. A thousand people going to die. So it's war. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. I'm curious. I'm like, hey, I'm, I don't want to be the type where it's like, I don't want to appreciate a movie just because not my demographic. But at the same time, I'm also at the point where when I see movies and there's no black people in there, I'm not necessarily in a rush to see that. I'm like, yeah, hey, I'll get to it. Like, it took me a long time to watch Fury. I didn't watch that for a I, long time. I still haven't watched it. Hey, I was going to get around to it, but I never did. I'm like, eh. It's all right. It's good. And then I'm gonna rewatch them. Like it's if it's a historical thing, gotta it gotta be fun. Them them stodgy movies, just like and no black people in them, like a movie where where I'm not, I don't exist. Nah, that's all, that's why white people like period pieces. They get the, they try to erase us out of history. They try to be funny. So anyway, what movie are we doing next week? Uh, we are doing something that you text me about uh, during the week. Uh, last oh, week actually, and it, word. <laughs> yes. So she he texted me. He said, "Hey, have you ever watched a uh, Kong Skull Island?" I was like, "No, you need to watch." So nine times out of ten, when he said I need to watch it, I'm going to watch the movie. So I think I watched it. Uh, I started watching it at work, and I finished it at home. But I was just fucking amazed how good that movie was. Mm-hmm. And because I've, I've I've never been a big fan of the whole King Kong Godzilla and all that stuff. I just I just didn't never grab me. I don't know why. It's just not my thing. But this, oh man, the acting, the actors that they had in it, and I didn't realize the cast was so bloated with stars. And it's like this all star cast that nobody is like. Everybody get their time to shine. So yeah, we're doing uh, Kong Skull Island. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we got it. We yes. got it. No, you tell me about that movie. Yeah, he ain't tell me about it, man. So you always telling me about shit like his ass off. No, Kong Skull Island is. I would tell somebody is if somebody made a B movie with an A budget, that's what it is. It's what the Godzilla movie should be, because 
I like both Godzilla movies, but they're not as fun as they need to be. The second one's more fun than the first one. The first one's way too silly. I'm like, I don't need, don't you like a documentary? Have fun. Kong Skull Island is fun. It ain't a great movie. It's a fun movie. Like it's Yeah, I think that's it what knows, it is. It's more fun. It knows exactly what it is, and it's kind of like it's movie porn. I was joking to Jeremy about it saying the guy that directed this, I think Jordan Vaught Roberts, and he's will be doing Metal Gear Solid with um, Oscar Isaac. He filmed stuff where if you hit pause, you can use it as a screensaver. It's a oh, lot definitely. of pictures like yeah. that where it's like, put this on a wall on per- or put this on a poster on purpose. Yeah, because I already I sent you the picture of my poster of them damn birds grabbing you. <laughs> <laughs> like birds, when you see the reflection of the dude with the glasses when he's dropping the charges, he just smiling, you see the fire, the helicopters, and it's kind of like Sam Jackson doing the Arthur Fist one to square up with King Kong. That is fucking insane because it's so true. He just if he could, he was fist fight him. He is so angry at King Kong. <sighs> no, and that the and yes, the cast is amazing. It's too big. They could have cut out like five or six people. They could have, but you got Doctor Dre and Easy E, who I at the whole time I'm thinking, like, okay, one of them gonna go, but no, both of them made it. So I was just like, oh, okay, cool. And we talk about Samuel Jackson being the villain. No, 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 no. John Goodman's the villain. Let's get that <laughs> out the way. That man's insane. <laughs> he just want to go around the earth chasing, chasing monsters. monsters. Monsters exist. Nobody believe me. They gonna believe me now. And Sam Jackson's like, motherfucker, you brought us in here. You gonna tell us that? You said it was an exhi- you said it was an exhibition. Yeah, that's true. And it showed that it's funny seeing Tom Hiddleston not being Loki and basically being James Bond and working. Uh, it's got a lot of Marvel people. Oh yes, you got it. And Brie Larson just talking shit. Oh, you gonna say something? It worked out the first time. Was- oh, uh, the MVP of the movie. I'll just get it out of the way is John C. Riley. Yes, he is the MVP of the movie. It's it's so many people in the movie, and John C. Riley had the MVP, and he doesn't come in until like halfway through. Yep. After being in the beginning, it's like to stay like the movie. Nobody listen to him. I only been here 25 years. Don't listen to me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> All right. Y'all some good boys. Y'all going to die before I die. You shouldn't and have came here. <laughs> just going to walk. All right, good luck with that shit. <laughs> oh uh, shit! So it's like I said, so many people in the movie. It's fun, like it's just it's just a fun movie, and it's the perfect length. And I remember seeing the movie theater, and people like you laugh at the point you want to laugh. Oh yes, when when Braga dies with the birds, people were like, oh shit, and started laughing. <laughs> yes, because it's out of nowhere. Because he was like, I don't want to go. We ain't going. I, I refuse to go. His whole thing is like, this is dangerous. I don't want to do it. He do it. I don't know about this boat. This shit made out tetanus. I don't think we should do it. He's like, all right, we go. I'm gonna make it home. Nah, they gonna make it home. It's all about when well, one of the birds grab his arm. The young dude, the military. He's like, oh man, look. He's just like they had to keep doing no, that. It's funny because they grab him. If you see Brie Larson's face, she's like, oh shit. <laughs> she definitely make the oh shit face. And yeah, Alt oh, World. Ron Jeremy got out of there, but uh, yeah, that's the it's, movie we doing. It's kind of good movie. Uh, it's, also, it's perfect perfect timing because Godzilla versus Kong got moved up. Now it's coming out in March. March, yeah. And in February, yeah, we black. 
Because uh, we I've been requesting a lot of your black movies and everybody be like it's hood classics, but y'all okay February, Black History Month. We can give y'all a black ass month. So uh, mm-hmm. get prepared, get prepared for that. Um, and, and the last thing we will talk about is hey, I've been watching Snowfall, and damn that show is so fucking good. I just finished. No, I'm in season two right now, and acting in it is just. Man, it's just good, man. I can't wait till you start watching. I know you say you you know you're gonna watch it eventually, but uh, I remember I started watching the like the first three or four episodes. Then I recorded them on my DVR. I was like, oh, I'll get to them, and then I just never did. And they kept recording, 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 recording. And I'm like, I don't need to record it. Now. You know, I just threw them off because it's on Hulu. I was like, why did I even do that? But uh, yeah, catching up now show's fucking amazing. I can see why so many people enjoy the show. And people are like, well, I watch this. I don't really watch um, Power, but I haven't watched Power, so I couldn't. They're different shows. Yeah, that's what I feel like. I feel like they're kind of different yeah. shows. Like, I mean, Power is kind of like Looney Tunes, The Wire. Like, it's not, it's it's like Sons of Anarchy, where it's not serious, but it's almost like it's like Looney Tunes version of how they handle things compared to like Snowfall is like real. Oh, Yes. Good Lord. And I, I tried watching it. It's like, it's just the first few. I think you, if once you get past the first season, it kind of picks up. Once you get to um episode seven of the first season, seven and eight, yeah, then you'll be like, oh, okay. But that's a tough thing. It's like, you got to, I know it's the same thing. Like, it's funny how many shows you got to say that's like great. Game of Thrones is the same way. Uh, Breaking Bad is the same way. That, that first season is kind of like, you know, you got to work through it. And once you work through it, it's worth it. But it's kind of hard to about, oh, you know, you got to get through the first six or seven boring ass episodes. And then it pay off. It's like everybody ain't got that type of patience. Like you got to bring them in. Like, it wasn't chill, boring. Jump street, when, and no, it's not boring. It's just kind of like it's a drag. I've, I've watched no. the first three episodes. I'm going to tell you what's wrong with Snowfall. I can tell you exactly what it is. It's because they're telling three stories at the same time until they eventually, you know, intersect. But some of the stories drag. Sometimes, like, they'll tell uh, uh, the story about the CEO I do, and it's just dragging, 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 dragging. And then they'll go to Franklin. Get get that brick. (laughs) He got it. Somebody stole it. He broke it. Yeah. I got checked. He didn't really get checked. It's like, hurry up. Yeah. Like I said, if you can fight through it and get through it, you'll enjoy it. When I have time... Because it's kind of fun, like the, the um, CW shows are just. I think Batwoman started back up. Oh, starting back up. Glad you said that. Go ahead. No, it's kind of like it's it's a weird time. Like football season about to be done. Basketball season need to be on break. It's like the Washington Wizards out here getting everybody sick, coughing on people. <laughs> Same thing happened last year. It's happening this year. Every time you play the Wizards, your team end up on quarantine. Fancy that. You know, they it's play. like how many times? How many times that got happened? We're like, oh, we gotta do something about what's going on in DC. So, I mean, you are gonna have time, but it's kind of like you know, shows popping. Like, WandaVision just started back up. Oh, how did we can't leave here without talking about that? But I want to talk about this real quick. Uh, so, I'm taking you haven't watched the first episode of a uh, Bad Woman yet, season two. Not yet. Okay, I'll just say this: for what the actress had to do in this she did it very well i don't want to give too much away 
but she did it very well. But I can understand people being like, because I saw like a lot of people, it started off with views and then people just turned it off. I can understand why people turned it off. It was like, nah, fuck this. I mean, it's like you're either going to give it a chance or not. Yeah, but I, I, it's just a story. And I'm one to suggest that you, it's cool if you got another actress, got a whole other person playing a bad woman. I'm, I love that, especially that she's black. But her having to deal with the same rogues, uh-huh. the way they got there is kind of clunky. I mean, it's kind of like it's a tough situation where they didn't think they would have to do that. Yeah, like, I get it's it. It's like you do Arrow, and then all of a sudden, halfway through season two, Stephen Amell, like, I'm out. And it's like, all right, this is gonna be around. It's the Diggle show. We are gonna have all of Batman villains and John Diggle gonna handle. It's like that's kind of tough. And they were in a tough situation, and it's hard. They try, and it's also pandemic, and it's kind of like it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, out of the CW shows, ever since Crisis on Infinity Earths, it's been tough. Like one need in a while. I'm like, it was so good. I was like, eh, I. Yes, definitely like, reached it wasn't that like peak. Shows are bad. It was just like that was so great. I didn't have the same incentive to jump back in when that part was done. Yeah, it like it reached its peak, and I'm glad they already kind of said yeah. they're not doing it no more. Um, yeah, it's like can't really you're not going to top it. A lot of them shows don't even exist anymore. And then with the pandemic, you can't because they already canceled the crossover this year because like it ain't safe. So it's just kind of like I got to get myself because I didn't even finish the flash season. God, that's a drag. A, that's a I was fucking a whole drag. Season behind on Black Lightning because like season two was just so much different than season one. It took a long time to get through that, and then season three is what it was. So knowing that Arrow was gone, and this is the last season of Supergirl and Black Lightning, it's kind of like you know I gotta get used to a whole bunch of new things. Like, do I feel like it? Like I ain't catch up on the last season of Shield. I got I've gotten to a point where I don't want to have to force myself to watch stuff. Because one thing I've learned, especially Disney Plus, the bar has been raised. If I could, if I can see The Mandalorian, and if I can see WandaVision, or if I can see like Better Calls, if I can see great shows, I don't got time to invest in decent shows unless I really want to watch it. And that's the thing. Like, and I love the CW shows, but it was different when it was like the only thing on the block, and it ain't the only thing on the block anymore. So it's like that yeah, product a little bit better over there. <laughs> yeah, like you know, the price of the brick went up. Like Marvel was in there, and we sh- and it's kind of like it ain't. It's not their fault, but imagine because it's kind of like they be shortchanging these shows anyway. But imagine you watching the episode of Flash, and then you watch Wandavision, hey, or if you watch, or you like you watch the Mandalorian. Like how you how you competing with that? I mean, you can compete with it, but they not trying to, and it's. It's not diff. I don't blame the shows, but it's like it's noticeable. It is very noticeable. Like it's just kind of like, and I'm at the whole thing. It's like anything else. It's a reason why I don't really watch college sports like I watch the pros. Because if I'm used to, like college, half the time you're not even sure. If, you know, it's a 35 yard field goal. He might make it. I mean, he might. Like it's too much things that's tricky. Like it's too much competition because they aren't good enough. Like quarterback, and I've argued with this with Cam. We can wrap up with this. I've argued with Cam. Quarterback is probably the most prestigious job in sports. 
in America. Yet somehow we only can find like 15 of them at one time. That's good in the whole country. You know how many teams like I got a running back. I'm running the wishbone and a read option because my quarterback can't throw past 15 yards. I'm like, I mean, it's some truth to it. Yeah, I mean, I see Russ. I see Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers on Sunday. You think I'm dealing with this Big Ten shit on Saturday? Like, no. It's like, they ain't my kids. Like, you know, your kid, when your kids play softball, it's fun because your kids. But if it's somebody else's kids, that shit is not fun. I it's mean, just a bunch it, of it, kids puddling around. And that's how I treat college. Like, this, I'm like, I guess. I still enjoy college football, even though I understand. I see, you know, I see where you're coming from. From I think, I, I think what what you have taught me is that don't invest so much in kids. Don't get angry at so much because they're getting their kids, and people be people be wilding out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I seen like Adam Morrison was a god in college. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and and I saw I'm, I'm watching too much stuff. I'm like. I got to see Coach K scream like a madman with his itty bitty white point guard and act like this is the vanguard of sports. Come on now, yeah, like I, I like I know the whole thing is well, you know it's a better product that's gonna come on the next day. And I went to HBCU, so college sports is different. Like it was more like vibes and halftime shows. I didn't go to like a big school where sports was a big deal. So I'm not tied into that. And it's the whole thing is like these players getting exploited so everybody else can make money. Boy, that is in a moment somebody says regular education, that's enough. That's always been a turnoff. Right. So it's too many turnoffs I have to to overcome the turnoff points where it's like these bunch of dirtbag coaches and dirtbag boosters employ. And then people go on Twitter, he calling ATO, he trash. Yeah, it's it. Like I said, I get well. I get I get it. Why you don't really get invested in it? It's it, cool. It's, it's, it feels very exploitive to me, and I'm not getting on my high horse because like I watch the pros and they exploit it too. But it's kind of like but if don't I you don't get, have a reason to, it's not enough reasons for me to watch it. Like, but you watch the big I, games though, don't you? Like I, I, I know I was thinking. I think in front of you, you watched like the national championship and stuff like that, right? Yeah, that shit was yeah. smart. Well, yeah, that was a fucking blow. <laughs> I've watched national championship game, but even then, it's kind of like you know, it's an arms race where like, and it's not this whole thing. College sports has never been, never had parity. People just lot. The only thing's changed is the teams on top. Oh, it's just the SEC, it's, just, it's Alabama, Clemson all the time. Like it used to be just Miami all the time. And before that, it used to be Florida State or Penn State or Notre Dame or Ohio State. Like, or them Gators. Don't 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 disrespect us like that. Or USC. Like, it's always been whenever it's like a time frame, it's always been like maybe four or five teams. Like, like in the eighties, it was. This is, and it's always been like that in any sport. People talking about yeah. the NBA. I'm like, I remember doing it a long time ago, from like 1980 to like it was like 2010. There's only like seven teams that won a title. Like seven different teams, so basically, like if unless you was it was basically like the Lakers, Celtics, Sixers, Spurs. Uh, <laughs> it was like you know, it's funny, hand, like the Heat. It's funny it's that like, you say that because somebody just broke down this, uh, broke down the last couple of years recently. It was like LeBron Warriors, LeBron Warriors, yeah, Warriors, LeBron. Like if you basically if you was a fan of Kevin Durant and LeBron James, your team was in the finals, and if you weren't, they weren't, then you were short. Like, it's always been like that. His, like football is the only one where it's kind of like you got a chance, and even then it's kind of like 
That's why I laugh at Eagles fans. Oh, the Eagles bad. I'm like, we've had fat. We had four bad years in 20 years. That's it. When I say bad, I mean like four, like, you know, one, five games or less in 20 years. Eagle fans are spoiled. They are, they can, they are just, the, just the worst ever. Sound like y'all, y'all are spoiled rotten. Imagine being a Browns fan. You know how, like, they'll be in the playoffs. You know how long it took for them to be in the playoffs? Yeah. They were like, they, a, long, like a long ass time. Like, WCW was probably still around the last time they were in the playoffs. They were happy too. I said, bless their heart. I ain't even gonna mess with them. And Eagles fan had a one bad y'all. This is the worst ever seen that the owner need to sell it. So I'm like, I remember when the Eagles had a bad owner. Y'all do not, like, Eagle fans need to relax. And that's kind of like sports lies about parody. So people have a reason to watch. They tell them, like, you know, they, oh, any team can have a chance. Even college sports, you root for a certain team, you know, they're gonna have a chance. Like, if, unless Michael Vick go to the door, Virginia, you know, what was it, Virginia Tech? Yeah. Yeah. That's the only time they go in the national championship. <laughs> if they look, if they lucky enough to get somebody like Michael Vick that nobody else wants, because he's too sketchy or he's too short. So unless it's a situation like that where you could sneak an athlete in and you could steal them, like somebody like a level like Cam Newton or Vince Young, if it's not the right school, because look at Texas. Look how much money's in Texas. Yeah, I mean it was it was it was it was interesting watching um uh, Russell Wilson when he was in Wisconsin because I remember saying I said damn this kid like he might be something in the league and time to, sure. to find out yeah it really did happen I was just talking like and he was guess talking. what and he still dropped the second round because he wasn't six foot three yep that's it we know we know all the stats and everything to watch we still make the same old mistakes vibes. He got to look like a chief, he got to look like a CEO. Y'all want somebody to look like an astronaut. No, I need somebody that can play. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I uh, guess that's, that's the end of that. But Let's close it off with this real quick. Uh, so we both watched Wanda, WandaVision. What, what was your feelings on it? I enjoyed it a lot. And it was very weird because it was kind of like when they said they were going to do like a 50 sitcom, they weren't lying. They, just, they asked Dick Van Dyke for consultation. I thought I didn't know he was still alive. I'll be honest with you, I didn't either. I thought he was I thought he died like a long time ago. It was kind of like it's the same vibe, it's the same energy, but it's still like, you know, enough weird stuff to know, like like stuff in the background. Like, you know, you know you're watching like a marble thing. But if you hadn't watched I don't but at the same time, I would wonder how you would feel about watching this if you had never seen Marvel stuff before. Yeah, you probably be like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> In 2021, what is this? Yes. I'll be thinking of saying, like, what is well, I got 50's laugh track and they joking about the bed and everything, and like, you know, he chewing gum. And it's like it's like it's like I love Lucy. Yeah, but it seems like if if you noticed, and I don't know if it's just me, it seems like they are moving through decades. Cause it yes. seems like now they're about to be in the Brady Bunch era. You know, because the, te- the Technicolor came in and everything. And it's like, it's dropping little stuff here. It's like weird stuff with the dude choking and people stop laughing. Oh, that, yeah. It's it's something, it's, when I told somebody, it's it's light, it's funny, but it's something very off-putting going on. And we can't, nobody know, like the viewers, we don't know what's going on. I mean, we know the Easter eggs and stuff. But. You know, you see the commercial, Stark Toaster. That's cool. Then you see the watch. Uh-huh. Hydro watch. I'm like, yeah, that's what you get, Stephen Miller, for Valentine's Day. 
<laughs> then you got the ending with the sword book. Somebody closes a sword, you know, if you know about shield and sword. And I'm like, oh. I love, you know what? You can tell you from New York because you say you pronounce the W and sword. You know what else do that? Wu-Tang Clan. I'm from Virginia. Please stop. Uh-huh. Yeah, my, my sword. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Inspector Deck. I'm from Go Virginia. Would you deck. stop? I can't help it. Some things I picked up on up here. The chopped cheese, man. Hey, the chopped yeah, cheese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I think I enjoy one. I think it's going to get more. From what I've read, they said it's going to become more of a Marvel type movie as we get to the end. So whatever that means, uh, I guess we'll find out. Yes, we will. Uh, but anyway, we will get out of here. So next week we are doing Kong Skull Island. It is streaming on HBO Max. So if you got HBO Max, you can watch it and then listen to us. Shout out to everybody that's listened uh, listen to the uh, <laughs> Any Given Sunday episode. A lot of people enjoyed that and learned that Tony D'Amato is a madman. But anyway, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the World on Twitter and Facebook and on Instagram, The Real Jeff versus the World. If you want to get in contact with me, I mean, with Shahid, you can contact me and then I'll tell Shahid or send him a message or whatever it may be. And we are now can be heard on Podchaser. Uh, so if you listen to your shows on Podchaser uh, or if you want to, you can what go to Podchaser. Podchaser. I don't know. I got some email, blah, blah, blah. I'll talk about it uh, after we stop recording. But uh, yeah, and keep those reviews uh, on any site if you listen to uh, iTunes wherever you listen to keep the reviews keep the star ratings keep all that stuff coming in because it helps us out uh, yes you, you and Jeff you speak so well you're so well spoken we are absolutely uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that but yeah we'll get out of here next week you know what it is Kong uh, peace peace <laughs>